Well, we are back. Oh my gosh. Amazing guest. Merry Christmas, by the way. (laughs) I'm speechless right now. I'm speechless. We got a legend, special guest, Christian Hasoy is here. Welcome to the show. Man, I'm honored to be here. I've seen a bunch of clips of a lot of my friends and it just looks like a good time. Oh, we're going to have a great time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's ironic kind of like Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Right. And it's all about, you know, kind of like my faith and all that. So it's yeah. it's kind of sweet. It's a perfect day for you. It's kind of yeah, sweet. No, I, <laughs> I kind of like it. It is yeah. Christmas yeah. Day. Yeah. Did Santa bring you anything? Did you open presents this morning or what are we? Uh, uh, no. No, no. I, okay. I do usually the gift giving. giving. <laughs> <laughs> I got four kids, four yeah. boys, three grandchildren, got a... You know, wife, and and now got grandpa. You know, yeah. my dad's staying with us. So, okay. you know, it's it's a fun party. Yeah. That's so awesome. you got grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. How old your old, oldest boy? Well, my oldest is twenty nine. He'll 29. be thirty. Okay. Coming up April. Wow. And then my middle is twenty. Okay. Eleven and eight. That's a wide range. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. 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 When you first found out you were going to become a grandparent. Did that freak you out at all or did no, that? It because kinda, you know it's the... kinda like, you know, breaking a record. Y- yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a trophy. Right. You know, here right. comes the awards. Yeah. You know, notching the bell. Yeah. Like yeah. I made it. Like mom did it. You know, did it's it. just another thing that, you know, it's kinda like an accomplishment in life. Yeah. I think that everyone should experience that. Yeah. Some people don't because of uh maybe complications but right you know i always encourage people mm-hmm. to you know if they're married to have children and then to experience having children and then to have grandchildren is just like i still don't think i'm 25 yet right <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. i'm still skateboarding for a living you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. i travel the world and skateboard and and you know basically it's my occupation where yeah. i i remember saying to myself when i was i think maybe 12 13 i was like man if i could just skateboard for a living right i'll never have to work a day in my life and i was like here i am and it's pretty much been the story of my life yeah you know just on this amazing ride of skateboarding everything in sight and then the bonus of it is just i'm getting paid to go do it i mean (laughs) i was like and i'm getting paid (laughs) to have fun this is insane you know and then to go you know from from country to country, state oh, yeah. to state, town to town, mm-hmm. and um, dream life. And you're inspiring so many people, man. Like so many people are inspired by you. In, you know, it's it's a, such a, a a great feeling thinking about the past and how you know we encourage people to skateboard and to follow their dreams and go for it and mm-hmm. win contests. You know, and then today, you know, wow, you can skate that long. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are still competing, you know, and now we're inspiring guys that put their board down that were in their like 30s because they're like, I'm too old to skate. Oh, yeah. And now you've got guys like us. I mean, Tony Alba just turned 60. Crazy. And he's blasting frontside airs out of a deep end of a backyard swimming pool. That's so sick. He doesn't even look 60, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like He doesn't at all. And then you see people coming out of the world. Wait, wait. I think I can do this now. Yeah. And, you know, it's so inspiring for, I believe, those that thought it was over. Mm -hmm. 
So well, you're almost reviving, yeah, you know, yeah. people's dreams, you right. know. Well, because back then too, it was like 30 years old. That's you're done, right? I mean, that's it's, even earlier for some dudes. Got, you, true, true. Like, a lot right? of dudes, like I felt like retired like as soon as they hit the 20s. Yeah, I mean, what was it, 23, 24? I think I was, and they were like, "Oh yeah, new kids are coming in, Christian. Yeah, really? it's wow. time to like you know step aside." Did you get that talk? Oh, I got that talk. Really? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna smoke everybody now. Like now, I'm practicing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm gonna beat every single skater right now, and I did for the last. I think the next five years. I mean, it fueled you. Just you know, I had this goal. Yeah, yeah. it 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 does. It's incentive. You know right. what I mean? And I, and that's what you need in life. You need uh, people who are going to try you, test you, mm. charge you, push you, yeah. push you to that. You know, to test your your limitations mm. and what your boundaries are and what your capacity is. Yeah. And for me, it was like always that challenge of like not just beating somebody, but doing my best. Yeah. And so it's almost like you're in competition with yourself versus the rest of the world, even though that's kind of like what's coming at you. You know, when you win a contest, it's like, okay, the next contest, everyone is coming for the belt. Absolutely. And you feel it. And that just kind of like puts you in this, this almost mindset of like, oh, no. <laughs> you're all coming and you get this adrenaline rush that I think is something that you you almost like you're addicted to mm-hmm. and then it becomes this like constant just searching for it wanting it and when you win it's it's like enlightenment you know what yeah. I mean you feel this euphoria and when you lose it's like you almost it, it's not defeat it's almost like wait what did I do wrong? How can I get better? And then you come back with a strategy. And I think that that's where competition skaters, you know, that you look at, that's how they think, yeah. you know, versus the ones we like. You know what I mean? <laughs> the ones I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's beautiful skateboarding. Oh, yeah, yeah he's, not, he's not making top 10, but no. in my book, he's like probably top Three. There you yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The, the competitive skaters, yeah. you're like, oh, he's the best competition skater. And he's he's got a little of both. He might make make it in the, in yeah. the top three. Yeah. Right, right. But usually it's the, the ones that are just so focused yeah. on competitive skateboarding, which is a... It's a whole different bone in your body that you have to have for sure you know? yeah. for sure i mean but even like when you're on top and you're winning these things people are coming after you they're bringing their best game okay. also which makes you have to step up your game even more yeah back in our day it was like there was five new tricks at every contest right because all done by tony pretty much three quarters of them are done by tony yeah and we're all at practice before the contest doing his tricks that he made up in the contest (laughs) to go up against him you know what i mean and it's like you know that's what you had to do because it was so it was so progressive so fast from like 1980 through 85 i believe 84 85 it was like everything was made up right like right then it was just such an explosion of like every one-footed variation air to the finger flip Mm -hmm. every invert variation and then lip tricks came in and it became this you know next level of like take taking skateboarding just not in the air anymore right now it's 
now you have to do lip tricks. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> How am I going to slow down yeah. to, like, do a lip trick? I'm, like, flying across the ramp. And it's like, you got 45 seconds, and you're trying to fit. I'm, I'm like, okay, I can get in maybe 14 airs. Now I got to put in, like, I got to do a lip trick because they're going to count it. They're going to count right. you don't, because there's a, another guy doing a lip trick, an invert, mm. and a and airs so yeah. we had to like really adapt to the progression of skateboarding right and for me i knew that's how i was going to win contests mm. so i had to study i had to practice mm -hmm. and i had to learn lip tricks were you making up tricks on the fly on in your contest runs too or were you would you stick to like what you knew no i mean you have to do it you have to so it's it's almost like you know that's where the adrenaline kicks in and you know, you fall in practice and yeah. you're like, well, if I don't do this, you know, I'm like starting my run with a frontside board slide and I can't stand them. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 I'm like, I, this like, I'm going to die. Right. Like I, I'd rather do a 540 10 feet out than a frontside board slide. But I'm like, <laughs> but if I do one and I start my run, the judges are going to go sick. He's starting with a lip trick. Yeah. Never you would think I would start with that. Right. right. <laughs> you're like, you're like, he's dropping in and going to do a air, yeah. and then he's just going to start his air run. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to start and just change it up and mix Surprising. it up. And they were like, oh, whoa, that's strange. And then I do a backside disaster right after and then start your run. Start, you know? okay. And it, it's all continuity. Right. It's almost like a... a uh, performance okay yeah you know and and that becomes your your almost uh it's your expression mm -hmm. on the ramp yeah and that's why skateboarding back then i believe was so so pure so unique because it was all just being invented at the time yeah. it was small there wasn't very much money involved mm -hmm. there wasn't any distractions you yeah. know and it was just those who did it loved it because they weren't getting paid no. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and if we were getting paid in the in, in the mid 80s it was like there was only a handful no you're right so it was still had that core feel mm -hmm. which i still think skateboarding has you yeah, know for I mean? sure. skateboarding never loses that right you know and that's that's the part of skateboarding i think everyone you know is so attracted to yeah when you when you're when you're going in these contests in the 80s how many people are you going up against 40 pros. 40 pros. Yeah, 40 pros. Okay. Entering. And then they cut to 20. Yeah. And then they cut to 10. And so you're it, doing three or four runs. Then they go head to head. Oh, head to oh, head. Oh, wow. Double elimination. <laughs> <laughs> Texas death match. Did you have jousting? Did you have jousting? Holy, <laughs> holy. I swear. I swear. And then it was two runs. And that's two all runs. you got. 45 seconds each. Okay. So there was a lot of pressure, you know? And I think that's where... I thrived in mm. it, it kind of like made me focus on on being consistent okay gotcha. and I think that that's why I became such a great competitive skater is because I would not fall off my board no I just focused on going big going huge mm -hmm. staying on no matter what it's almost like you got to roll it through your head over and over mm. i'm not falling i'm staying on there you i am not bailing like no. over and over i would say that to myself over and over before i get up on that lip and then i walk up to the lip and then they got their song going and i'm like dancing around <laughs> you know what I mean? and i'm like well i'm not ready my knees are a little shaky right now so i'd sit there and i'd stretch a little they're like 
come on right yeah. <laughs> like we're waiting yeah. there's more skaters and i'm like this just keep it coming and then i'll get the crowd because i'm like still your arms now are buzzing yeah i've got this crazy like you know butterfly feeling and now you're like just it's just like your adrenaline's flowing and then finally i just go and then you just go. focus and that's when you drop in and you just go. You can't even hear anything. No, yeah. You don't see nothing. All you're doing is concentrating on what you're doing. And and the music, what's great about back in the day, the music was a big part mm -hmm. of how you stayed, you know, almost focused. Right. Because you'd be sitting there and I would time it with the beginning of my run, whether it was like ACDC, Van Halen, or whatever. Usually those were like my go-to competition runs. You're choosing your song, of oh, course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. Because it's like, once that guitar lick hits, the drums start going, and you drop in, I already know yeah. how <laughs> hard I'm going to be pumping right. and pushing. Right. It's going to be to the roof. like, yeah. And then when you hear it, and it's, it's almost like a rhythm. Okay. That you keep, mm -hmm. even with your breathing. You know, when back back in the day, me and my father, my father used to teach me how to breathe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. While I skated. You know what's funny is I I always think about that breathing when you're skating because sometimes when you go up to try a trick, you take a breath or whatever. you take a breath or you're holding your breath. Like yeah. I I've, I've noticed that I'm like I wonder what the proper way to do it is because when you're exercising right you inhale exhale inhale exhale right I yeah but really when under, you're pumping I, like on a vert ramp oh, and you're yeah. doing like fit like 15 to 20 something walls and mm -hmm. then you gotta pull a 540 at the end of your run yep oh i'm like am i gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, yeah. am i gonna make it to the end and i'm just sitting there and all i gotta do is think breathe because mm. if you don't breathe right yeah you're gonna lose your energy you're yeah. gonna lose your strength right. the next thing you know your you're gonna too. be low and you're just gonna struggle and it's gonna it's gonna be able to be seen in your performance yeah. and for me it was i was always kind of judged against myself a lot of times if i wasn't going ballistic okay i I was judged against me and so i was like man this kind of sucks yeah because you're like, known for yeah, I'm yeah. like known but yeah, now right. i'm trying to do all these crazy lip tricks and mm -hmm. all this and do the 540 at the end and they're like oh it wasn't 10 feet yeah you know yeah. right you, you said the score. bar too high for yourself yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah 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 but you know that's kind of like you gotta you gotta work with that and right. then I had to fight through that. And I think that that made me a better skater right. because I was well-rounded. I wasn't just a one-trick pony. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where, you know, I think when I look back at skateboarders and I see those that have something unique about them, mm -hmm. you know, there's always that one thing. And I think that being, being a skateboarder that's just not stuck in one style doesn't just do one thing. Right. I wanted to be a skateboarder that skated everything. And it didn't matter what it was. I was going to skate. And I was going to skate the fastest, the longest, the highest, mm -hmm. you know, and and for fun. Right. It wasn't anything other than for fun. I yeah. wasn't trying to show off. We were just out pushing each other. And I think that that's kind of like where you got all these jock skaters that come out. They're kind of jock skating and you're like, oh, wow. Hey, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> yeah. You're like, <laughs> he just did the most insane run. 
And he didn't look happy. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was so sick. <laughs> I just did a front lunge. Oh, that was sick. Yeah. Dude, I just did the sickest kickflip you've ever seen in your face. And they'll be like this. Dude, that is sick. You yeah. know? All my friends would be like that. But these guys are just like, oh, yeah what's next you know yeah. Yeah. like didn't even phase them i'm like dude you just did a back tail across the whole thing and right. kick happy. flipped out 180 yeah like, i'm like dude i dream about doing yeah that. Oh my gosh, i'd probably give i'd give one of my boards away yeah. <laughs> you know? all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I would sacrifice a yeah. lot for a back tail. I tell, there, you. There, <laughs> I tell you, one of my favorite tricks yeah. is like oh, yeah. looking at really people good. do back tails, yeah. like long back tails. Just you see a lot of style. Nice yeah. back tail. Don't yeah. even matter mm -hmm. in the pool mm -hmm. on a ramp. Who do you think has the best back tail? Man, you know, so many people do them mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I can't even really think of who does a great one but tory pudwell yeah i saw him do one forever yeah and yeah. it was like shoo, 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 yeah. <laughs> flying right yeah. and and i can't even imagine being <laughs> on my back foot <laughs> on something like that i go up to do it on a mini ramp i swear i can do big backs at ollie tail smacks right but go up and go and sit on it i yeah. just can't do it no my body just I don't know. God said you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to be all right with that. You got to be all right with that. You know, there, there's stuff that I live with yeah. that I know I'm never going to do. I'm like, okay, I just got to be all right with I it. I got a beef with that though. I'm okay. like, man, why can't it be so easy? Because I see these little kids and they're doing oh. it like. Chill it. And I'm just like, oh, drive me crazy. Yeah, but dude, if you nuts. practiced it enough and you yeah. dedicated enough time, you could do it. You know? Hey. Man of faith, right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, what, you know I'm, I'm, if you want it bad enough, I'm receiving yeah, that yeah. in the name of Jesus. There you, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Because if I could do one, it's going to be because you said so. I'm, a, I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm telling you. You I know, you. just shout me out on Instagram or something. <laughs> yeah, I, will. I will. I will. I'll remember this moment. <laughs> this is going to be a big deal. I'll be back on the show. Like, oh, I, I did it. Yeah. We'll have you back on to talk about it. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah, part two, back tail with Christian Asoy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This episode is brought to us by AG1. It is very important to me that the supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for years I have been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands out there, AG1 conducts relentless testing to set the standard for purity and potency. It's also researched and developed by an in-house team of scientists, doctors, and nutritionists with decades of experience in their respective fields. I know that I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances, while the industry standard, guess what? Typically only tested for 10. That's why the Nine Club has partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash nine club. 
All you got to do in your URL, type drinkag1.com slash nine club at checkout. Go give it a try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, man. Insane. Good talk. Well, we got so many stories to talk about. I mean, we're going to be here for a long time. Christian. <laughs> I hope you're ready. I hope you brought he's, a he's sleeping lived. bag. I you hope you brought some. Uh, go, I know, he's ready. <laughs> yeah. There we go. He's ready to go. Only guest, by the way, that doesn't wear the headphones, you know. He gave us a doctor's yeah, note yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah. he, you know, he can't wear the headphones. Got to so. bring your medical slip. <laughs> <laughs> See? All you skaters, <laughs> you're <laughs> slipping. Yeah. If, if Christian Soy doesn't want to wear the headphones, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. But uh, listen, um, well, you grew up out here, Hollywood, California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What age did you start skating? I probably started skateboarding when I was like five, four or okay. five years old. Four just or five. with like a board, you know, underneath the Christmas tree. Yeah. You know, I remember being really small. Okay. But the urethane wheel came out in 73 and I was turning six. Mm-hmm. And that's when skateboarding really became, I mean, I had the clay wheels, okay. the, the corrugated like wave on top of a spot fiberglass skateboard mm-hmm. prior but when the urethane wheel came out changed the game i think that's when you know my father being a surfer hawaii mm-hmm. us moving out to hawaii probably when i was like six or seven oh, okay like right at that same time everyone's getting the 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 cadillacs mm-hmm. stoker trucks mm-hmm. right and cutting out their plywood boards looking like surfboards and then they'll put big wheels in the back little ones in the front stuff like that and it was just this big craze because of the urethane wheel okay and my father made a homemade skateboard out of like a surfboard mold so it was fiberglass with a upturned nose that was pointy and it went downturn in the tail Oh. And and kind of like for a skid plate, automatic yeah. skid plate, but it was shaped basically like a surfboard. It had a lightning bolt on top, and we called it the Jerry Lopez, you know? So he built it, he took a surfboard and pretty much sized the mold down to make a skateboard? Yep. Is that, yeah? Yep. And it's wow. like the same thickness as the boards we ride, so it was amazing. Was it like foam core? Or? No, fiberglass. Really? Just sure. fiberglass wow. layers. And, and how uh, old were you? Six or seven? It's like six, first grade. Okay. But so you, you, know? you didn't really know kind of what was going on. Oh, yeah. You? I was oh, bombing did. the hill in front of my house, getting oh. speed wobbles and slamming. <laughs> okay. You know I mean? Yeah. But, right. you know, that was kind of like the introduction because okay. he was a surfer. So all we would do, I mean, really, I looked at martial arts magazines all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. at that age okay. and went to Chinatown and oh. me and my buddies were into Bruce Lee yeah. samurai movies and so we would do that and then skateboarding kind of came in and became the next thing I was into and then I saw the magazine and that was it that was is over oh yeah I was like wait no shirt on that looks kind of like Bruce Lee right there <laughs> oh, you know yeah. and, and now they're got their like top hats they got these crazy ads they're yeah. you know skateboarding was kind of cool for a minute in the in the like mid 70s okay. where it was a little bit surf yeah 
but then it started getting a little bit bad company. Right. You know, Jerry Valdez, Tony Alva's doing his ads, Jay Adams is coming out. Skate parks are getting vertical. It's not all freestyle anymore, mm-hmm. like in 75. Now 76, 77, it's like backyard quarter pipes and you see people getting wheelers and then all of a sudden the front side air comes out. Right. And that was it. All we wanted to do was catch air. Do you remember your first air? Um that's a good question. Yeah. You know, I remember my first grind. Oh, you do? Yeah. But not your first air. Um at the skate park it was I think Endless Wave okay. in Oxnard in this like kind of like a snake run area. And I just remember going up <laughs> And just going, <laughs> I just grinded. Yeah. It's like this little thing, like this big. Right. But, but still, I mean, I huge accomplishment. Truck, yeah. Truck. And I was like, done. Right. It's over. Wow. I'm king. Right. Like and that literally. Was before you moved to Hawaii. That was like it. Yeah. Freaks you out. You're like, I grinded. Yeah. You know. I mean, what was I? Maybe say seven, eight years old. Wait, so you? this was before uh, before Hawaii or after? I mean, how long were you oh, in no, Hawaii Oh, no, this for? is after Hawaii. I moved back. Oh, you moved back? Yeah, I moved okay. back from my... I was, I was gonna only say, there for like a year. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Because yeah. I was going to say like surfing yeah. is, you know, your dad's surfing. You yeah. never really dabbled with surfing. No. No. Got a no. paddle. Yeah. I mean... It's cold. You're saying. I mean, yeah, in Hawaii, yeah, it's, it's warm, whole, right. but it's like you got to paddle, 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 paddle. Right. And then you take this like two second wave. I'm like... That is short lived. True. I was like, wait, let's just go find a ramp (laughs) and like surf all day long with music. Right. With your friends. In the sun. Nice. Yeah. All day long at night with lights. There you go. Yeah. I was like, no, why am I going to go out there? No one can see you. You can drown. I'm like, there's sharks. Yeah, sharks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm. Did you see that? Yeah. What? You're like, (laughs) (laughs) where's my filmer? (laughs) I just killed it. (laughs) And who was there? Trust me, I'm the same way. I don't don't mess with the beach. And in California, you know, surfing, it's like so early in the morning. It's freezing cold. Mm -hmm. My friends all got sinus infections. I'm like, (laughs) like, man, is it worth it? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, no, they're putting swim <laughs> ear in their yeah, ear. Their and ears the are closed thing. up. Yeah, they no, got to drill it out, thing, yeah. you know. Drill but it out. I get it, like, oh. you know, because it builds up and oh, then it closes. Okay, got they got to drill out right. their ears. But <sighs> it's a whole, it's a lot. It's funny. I told Jay Adams, Jay Adams was trying to get me to surf since I was like 10. Okay. You know, and he'd take me out surfing. we go surfing. But it wasn't like I got to the point where I went surfing every day or no. moved to Hawaii because I wanted to surf because right. I could skate. Yeah. You know, and they gave me a pass. I, I remember him just going, you're lucky you, you shred on your skateboard, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, uh, you rip on, you're cool. You don't yeah, have yeah. to surf to hang out. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, if you're a, a surf skater, come from that kind of pedigree, mm-hmm. I think there's this element of like, well, you need to come and, you know, basically school of hard knocks. Like you need to come and you need to show up and you need to surf too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm good, <laughs> bro. Shogo would take me. He's like, Hey dude, you need to go surf. And I'm like, 
I'll go with you. I'd go with them down to the beach and sit on the rocks yeah, just, yeah. and watch them surf. And they're like, dude, you're blowing it. And I'm like, I'm warm. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like warm and I'm watching them like yeah. shred though. Like here comes Jay. He's doing frontside airs like cannonballs wow. down the beach. I think I was 12. Okay. Maybe wow. like not even like 11, 12, wow. like 12 years old. And then Shogo's doing lip slides on top of the waves flying down the beach. Oh, and it's just me and them. Yeah. And that's kind of like how I grew up. Right, you know, hanging out with guys that I've seen in the the magazine. Yeah. Well, if I was twelve, Jay was six years older than me. Okay. So. So they were already. I mean, doing it. They were already eighteen. Yeah. Were you tripping? Like, dude, what am I done with these dudes? And this is crazy. I'm watching them surf, and this is. It's funny. It just seemed normal. Seemed normal. Like it seemed like those were my big brothers. Okay. My dad ran Marina Del Rey skate park. That's right over here on the by the ninety, right? Yeah, right underneath the ninety freeway. Yeah. Now it goes right over it. Yeah. And when I was ten, we started. You know, he managed the skate park, and so I immediately eleven. I got my first picture in the skateboarder magazine. Oh, you did. Ted Terrebone. Yeah, that was. What was the photo? Frontside ollie. Okay. In the rust bowls. You know, the brown bowls. And I didn't even skate vert yet. No. I was just a little kid at the park. But because all those guys, the polo bears, the, you know, George Wilson, all those guys were kind of grooming me. Okay. Pat Noho. Oh, yeah, Noho. You yeah. know, those guys were just like, okay, you're going to be a ripper. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to rip this bowl up. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're like, no, you're going to go rip up there. I'm like, nah, it's a little sketchy. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. the deep back keyhole. Yeah. And I would go up there because I would early grab and I'd blast these big ears in the rust bowls, grab early and just launch like this high out yeah. and land perfect right near the top Okay. because there was no vert. Mm. So I go to the vert and I grab early and I pull off and I land on the oh, drain. Geez. And I'm like, this doesn't work. Right. I was like, I'm, I don't belong up here. <laughs> and they're like, no, bro, you got to like <laughs> keep practicing. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm doing invert, and I like do an invert, grab at the bottom, and just invert. And I'm like in the bottom, and I'm like, oh my god, this does not work. Yeah. So I just stayed down okay. in the rust bowls until one day, Shogo and Pat Noho and those guys were like, no, nah, bro, you're going up there today. It's like, oh man. <laughs> All right, let's go up there. I knew it was time. It was it. Yeah. It was like the time. I was like, okay, I've done everything I could do, and. I went up there and I. they just go, no, don't pull off. I just remember them saying, don't pull off. I'm like, don't pull off. Yeah, just go up. And then I just went up, kick turn, grabbed my board, grabbed yeah. my board. And then I went, hit the coping and just launched. And just I, a couple tries, I was doing airs like two feet out. Really? Wow. Front side airs, two feet out. Inverts, hand on coping. First day, because I didn't pull off. Right. I was like, why didn't you tell me that like, sooner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, you watch me like bottom <laughs> yeah. land a hundred times, me trying to figure it out. And you guys, dude, what's wrong with you? You should have just said, don't pull yeah. off. Yeah. And I didn't pull off. And wow. that was it. I think the next contest was coming up at Del Mar. And I was like so excited because I could skate vert. Went down to the pool. I got first place. First place. Uh, first place. That's and right. at a, was what it age? Age division? Yeah. Uh, I was, I think 12. 12? Yeah, I think 12. Wow. Oh my God. Because Gold you... Cup Series, then 
Stacy came and approached me, and he's like, Christian, I want you to ride for Bones Brigade. And I was like, sick, because Ray Bones was mm-hmm. my friend. We used to hang out, yeah. cruise down to his but, pad. But you were around with, like, you were around all these sponsored skaters and stuff. Were you aiming for that, or were you, were you, was it not even in your mind to, like, try to go and get sponsored and stuff? Or no, you, you it wasn't just... really like I was aiming for, because I'm hanging out with Jay Adams, riding for Z. Tony yeah. Alva gave me a light beam board. I won the contest on a light beam board. So these guys were just, like, family yeah but at so the same time he was putting together this bones brigade i was like oh whoa this is kind of cool and yeah. the boards looked cool caballero was turning pro f- for the gold cup series okay. um mike mcgill came to town alan gelfin unleashed the ollie yeah oh. and it was just like skateboarding was just <clears throat> going crazy going so fast during mm-hmm. that time and i'm like yeah of course i'll ride for uh yeah but it Both wasn't on your radar. You weren't like, I'm I'm gonna go get no, sponsored and no. do just it was ha- like, natural. It was completely like organic. There. Yeah. It's like Stacy's like, hey, because I was riding Powell Wheels in that, you know, front side Ollie photo mm. in in the uh Brown Bulls yeah. skateboarder okay. magazine. And well, it's Ray Bones really was the guy. Okay. He was kind of like my next hero style. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You know, master filipino we we like clicked really well and uh jay and tony and all them kind of quit skateboarding you know Mm, contests so it was like they weren't around we just hung out at the park after hours or or like down in venice together Mm. but when it was skateboarding it was guys like him who took me under his wing now and we're like doing furt tricks yeah and when i got on bones brigade the gold cup series came and i was like oh man it's gonna be a lot of people you know were you nervous uh, oh gosh <laughs> yeah i think um the big o contest i puked my guts out <laughs> right before the contest because i was just so nervous there's oh just so God. many people right you know i mean i was only 12 you're used to skating in the marina you know, skate park you know you're not used to the, these big crowds right uh, yeah I mean, yeah, you enter yeah, that one no. contest, you said. I mean, the uh, big crowd at Marina is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when we went to these big contests, there's just a lot of people. Right. And I remember everyone going, oh, there's this new kid. He's blasting the biggest airs. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> right? Now I got to go blast a big air. So yeah. Oasis was the first one. Okay. And I drop in, I carve, carve, and I'm just going to do the biggest air first run lock up oh slam like laid out slam chip my elbow i think this is the chip i think right still there i think this is it right here oh and i just remember going that's not a good impression no that that's first impression's not good (laughs) stacy's not gonna be stoked (laughs) i'm getting i think i got 28th place at that contest 28 Okay. Yeah. Well, you won the first one, you said. No, right? that uh, was the first contest. Oh, that was your first <laughs> that contest. That was the first one. <laughs> welcome, welcome to contest yeah. world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now you got nothing to lose, though. There you, you know go. I mean, I've yeah. done it. You know, I slammed in front of everyone. What about your second run? Did you do a second run after the slam? I, I'm pretty sure I did, but, okay. you know, yeah. after a slam yeah. like that, I was pretty, probably yeah. just... Probably over it. Shook, shook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little, a little bit. Yeah. In shock, yeah. you know, em- first contest. Embarrassed, honest, maybe it, even too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wanted to crawl into my, <laughs> you know, 
Rust Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> and go, go early grab again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Big O was oh, next, man. and uh, I was super nervous, and mm-hmm. I believe I got ninth place. There you oh, go. Nice. Moving yeah. up on the yeah. on the board. Boost yeah. confidence. Yeah. 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 And it was huge because it was like such a slew of like rippers there mm. locals and how how old were the other guys in the contest were you like uh, the youngest yeah i mean me and tony tony hawk was in it i yeah. believe as well and okay. we were like the youngest kids in the contest mm-hmm. and is pal paying your way into these contests yeah, yeah. They, they would pay our entry fees okay. take us down there get right. our hotels and then colton came up next and i think i got sixth place or something like that moving up yeah i was moving Still up moving the ladder up. Yeah. moving up the ladder right and then uh, are you starting to figure out contests then you're moving up so you're maybe starting to figure this out like oh if well, I, do I had this, to like yeah. i had to shake off all the butterflies right. i had to shake off you know just the environment the atmosphere i bet you know what i mean because I you know when people are saying you're great or you're going to be you know you're going to win you know and you're just this new freshy right like you haven't done it yet you're like i'm glad you think so (laughs) (laughs) i'm still trying to believe that and so i'm sitting there going oh gosh it's a lot of i gotta back up what they're saying you know but i knew i had it right it's just i had to get all those you know things out of your system of like showing up Mm -hmm. christian is soy dropping in it's your turn and how long you skate breathing when you skate there all you those go. things yeah. were happening mm-hmm. and then marina del rey was next and i got first place first place yeah wow. well that was your that was your park my home park yeah, yeah. everyone kind of like expected it okay. but i'm going against neil blender i'm mm. going against lance mountain right i'm going against every single top amateur there was no age group now nothing yeah you know this is just top amateurs and and so was it one dude that you were kind of afraid to go up against all those guys because we're we're now on the verge of like turning pro because you know we could see that mark coming like all those amateurs now are gonna be pro i could feel it you know because the pros at the time a lot of them weren't able to keep up gotcha so there was only the top handful of guys that were obviously the ones that kept going Mm -hmm. that kept in the competition Mm -hmm. but i think it was upland was the last one and i think i got like third place second third place wow and that was a manly sized pool that i had to prove myself Mm. you know as a little kid you know i'm a little guy yeah you know but i was like no i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for this were the older dudes too like were they when you're small you always gotta fight (laughs) well i was gonna say like you always gotta prove something yeah but i mean like was there a lot of like shit talking going on like were the older dudes like kind of just like cold shoulder you or just kind of like vibe you or i mean was there any of one that of the cool on? things that was uh that i got to experience was that i was part of like the z zephyr z dogtown okay. venice street cred it's not street cred it's more like those guys who have a reputation mm-hmm. you know to be gnarly radical and then we we're we're just 100% into skateboarding and right. it's just the way of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to other places, there'd be Salba and Malba 
Dwayne, you know, and those guys are regulating all the all the inland Badlanders, you know what I mean? Mm. And they were they were a tough crowd. But because I came from there and they had respect for those guys who I was, you know, being, you know, groomed by. Yeah. They were like, Hey, what's up, kid? You know what I mean? And then my dad was there. Okay. You know, which helped out. That's good. Yeah. They were like, that's the manager of the Marina Del Rey skateboard. Hey, what's up, Pops? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It was Ivan back then. Okay. And then, you know, I was I was a pretty uh mature kid back then too. Oh, yeah. I was uh wearing Bob Marley shirts, <laughs> you know, smoking weed at yeah. ten years old, you know, <laughs> right. going you know, going out in the parking lot before the contest <laughs> and getting high and so I'm smoking weed with Dwayne Peters, you know, and these people like Ray Bones and now I look back and I'm like those guys were like 17, 18, <laughs> 19 with, with like a 12-year-old. Yeah. And they're like, roll a fatty, bro. Yeah. And I'm like, That's I'm so rolling good. it, you know. Right, right. You know and, and, you know, the different times, mm -hmm. you know, but a different generation. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty cool kid. Yeah. So they were like, you can hang. They're, yeah. And then they spit on the kid next to me. You know what I mean? Oh, you know? yeah. oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, it was it was a uh, brutal. It was brutal. Wow. Or they just tell him to beat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of got a, I got a pass oh, on yeah. on a lot of things okay. in my life, and I was very blessed to uh, have had that. Yeah. That, you know, advantage. Right. Our stories are really similar, Christian. You know what I mean? Like really, really similar. You know? That's why we're together, bro. Yeah. Oh! That's right. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. <laughs> well, so now you're, I mean, you're growing, oh, oh, you're skating for Powell, right? And you said that the pro ranks were in, in sight. You could see it. You could feel it. Yeah. After I turned, after I won the Marina contest, I okay. was like, I want to turn pro, Stacy. Stacy's like, no, I no. gotta wait a couple of years. And I was like, a couple of years? I mean, for a 12, 12? Yeah, I was 12. 12 years old? I mean, two years is a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. lifetime. I wanna be the youngest pro, like, to take over. You know, in my head, I was like, I'm gonna win pros now. Right. You know, I was like, this is it. You know, it's, and. Was that the only way? I mean, that, that was the biggest way to turn pro, is basically winning contests? Contest? Yeah. It was everything for us. Yeah. That's your career. Yeah. It was built on competition placing. You wouldn't get a picture in the magazine mm -hmm. unless you placed in uh, the top spots. Yeah. You know, and so that's how you knew you were going to be in the mag. Yeah. Okay. You got first, second, third. You're probably going to be at first is guaranteed in the mag because yeah. if they don't put you in, there's something wrong. Yeah. 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 But would that just be at the contest? They would take photos and put you in the mag, or that be like, oh, we're gonna go skate with you for a week and shoot no, photos at the contest at the, yeah. in the mag. Nice. So they would mm -hmm. only cover events. Okay. There was no like freestyle skateboarding. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm gonna go and have a have a photo shoot. You know, right. later it became like that mm -hmm. as we were starting to do ads for companies and stuff. But before '81. You know, before Thrasher started, contest. it was just contests. And even Thrasher would cover the contest, yeah. mm -hmm. do articles. Mm -hmm. And it was real, real kind of art, you know, lifestyle driven, kind of like the culture of skateboarding. Yeah, right. You know, we do what we want type of thing. And Thrasher started that whole movement mm -hmm. in 81. And right. for us, 
it was kind of like our way to express ourselves through those pages and travel the world and it be told. Yeah. So everyone got a, a, a bird's eye view into what skateboarding was doing through those magazines. Right. You know, right. Wow. Whether it be Transworld or Thrasher, but Thrasher yeah. was kind of like uh, they were my home it, base. Kinda. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hung out with Fausto and mm-hmm. Eric Swenson and Stesic and we travel the world and Sick. Mofo. Thatcher, that was the gang. You know what I mean? There was this cool synergy back then where, you know, we kind of just did whatever we wanted, said what was cool Mm -hmm. and, and had fun. Yeah. You know, and, you know, me wanting to turn pro at 12, it was like, no, I said, I'm quitting. I'm going to go ride for uh, Dogtown. You quit. Stacey. Yeah. (laughs) He didn't try to. Oh yeah. The next contest was, was, uh, Upland. I was riding for Dogtown at the next, Upland, the next the contest. Next you were contest. <laughs> he, did Stacy try to keep you or say yo or did he no, just he's let like, you go? No, you, you, you want to stay Christian and, and wait. Yeah. He goes, it'll be better. I'm like, you know what? I love you, Stacy. I'm stoked on the Bones Brigade, but I'm turning pro. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm going to turn pro riding for Dogtown. Sick, right? I was Jim Muir, oh, yeah. PC, Paul Constantino, mm. Jim Red Dog, yep. Muir, Bob Biniak, Shogo Kubo. I was like, I'm going to get a model riding for Dogtown. How did that come? This is like insane right now. <laughs> right. And I was like, just won a contest. And I'm like, going from there to, this is insane. And then they go out of business like in <laughs> oh. the next month. <laughs> they like file chapter and oh, Mike geez. Smith, it was me, Mike Smith. Right. And I think Tony Hawk at the time. But how did that conversation, how did you go to Dogtown to turn pro? Did they ask you or did you just go? Yeah, to, go they to... were like, hey, Christian, what's up? I'm like, I want to turn pro. They're like, let's do it. Come on over. <laughs> wow. Get a get a graphic. Yeah. I got the graphic and everything. It's okay. like samurai swords, yin and yang with like the, the Dogtown cross over it with like my name, Christian Soy model. And on the blade, it's a big flash. Okay. My father did the graphics and everything and ends up i think mike smith came to marina and he's like riding a madrid board with his name on it i'm like what's up with that he goes oh you haven't heard oh no way they went out of business i'm riding for madrid wow whoa jeez wow where where's No phone no, call, no, like yeah, email, yeah, yeah. no text. I was like, what's they, going on? They could have DM'd you. Yeah, me, right? I mean, and so Tom Sims approached me. Okay. And I was like, Tom Sims, are you kidding me? Tom Sims? <laughs> like, Doug DeMontmorense, Brad Bowman, David Andrecht. I was like, Burt Lamar. I, I was like, really was brad bowman mm-hmm. he was the guy okay that i was like sims right. and doug de Montmorency. i was like these are the guys that i looked up to as style guys mm-hmm. and when i hooked up with brad i was writing the thumbprint board in a lot of the my competitions and okay. at the end of uh, marina i got a writing his digital board doing these big lean airs and he's like christian you should you should maybe ride for sims and i was like are you serious? I'm writing, I think it was a tracker board for a minute. Yeah, like, no right sponsor. Right when yeah. Dogtown, I think I wrote a Dwayne Peters mini model. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote a 777 tracker board. Went up to uh, um, Westchester? Westchester? Winchester. Winchester. Winchester, okay. Winchester Skate Park. 
Caballero's home park. Ah. And I come back and he's like, dude, let's go in, go see Tom. I see Tom. I'm like, Tom Sims, this is sick. I go from Stacy Perel to Dogtown. Yeah. Now I'm with Tom Sims. And he's like, hey, with his desk. Oh, he had a big desk. Oh, yeah, big desk. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Big desk. Just okay. like, look kind of like this color even. Oh. And he's like, hey, how's it going? I was like, dude, Tom Sims. He goes, Christian Soy. <laughs> I was like, you know me? Right. He's like, dude, totally. He goes, I want you to ride for the company. Wow. I go, oh, I'm, I'm in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Bowman, hook me up. I'm oh, going to ride. Wow. This is working out. Yeah. And then he, next thing you know he's like yeah i just sold the sims license to to this guy and he's out in costa mesa and i was like brad brad dorfman and i was like what'd you do <laughs> <laughs> I was like are you kidding me right now how long it's after never gonna work out <laughs> i was like stacy's right <laughs> yeah you should have how long after Sims? Two years. Two years. <laughs> two years of this. I finally, oh you know, Brad, you know, I met Brad and he's like, I really want to do your model. It's, it's going to be on. Tom Sims told me all about mm -hmm. you. And his sister did Mad Rat shorts. And I was like, all right, let's do it. He goes, all right, I'm going to get you aboard. Brought me the Rising Sun model. He goes, what do you think? Oh, wow. wow. I was like perfect yeah i made it no way i'm finally here yeah. i'm finally pro that's amazing and i looked at the board and i was like now that's pretty sick you know and you know what's crazy is i never knew that this was some like kind of like war flag or uh -huh. you know there was war crimes done with it back in the day not until like five years ago i even knew about all this crazy stuff that happened with that logo yeah. so forever it was you know regarded as my model yeah i mean i grew up in koreatown right off of wilshire and western mm -hmm. and my friends were in the korean killers like his uncle was like the leader and i'd be cruising around all around there hanging out Clueless. with them. they were riding my board no one said anything because there was no internet yet oh. and so no one knew and the older people never educated the, the younger, you know right. the younger yeah. generation so, about these things but when the internet came in that's when everybody policed it and now it was like no more rising sun can be anywhere wow. and well what's the story behind the rising sun what what is what the what does that logo like represent well it's kind of like the kamikaze quasimodo okay. like you know for us it was the rebel like you know charge you know mm. we're you know outlaws you okay. know and i guess you know that's the the vibe that comes from it that's why everybody likes it mm. you know it's on motorcycles it's yeah. on right. shirts and jackets and it's belt buckles whatever it may be yeah. it's like everybody loves it because it represents kind of like this rising sun you know almost it's like a movement or something mm -hmm. you know you wow. get this motivational feeling from it but that's organic yeah it doesn't come from what it stemmed from mm -hmm. which i think sucks because now my name's attached to it yeah. and when everybody sees one they just think of me you know you and, right. and it's cool yeah and i wish i could use it and promote it and do products with it but now i can't do it because you know i i have complete respect Right. for those people that were hurt yeah that were you know 
killed and mm-hmm. tortured and i don't do it on purpose just to right. you know let them know that i'm supporting them yeah. i'm not supporting that and i have to speak sometimes to certain people when somebody will put out a product mm-hmm. with it and oh. because they don't know right and they just want to put out a rising sun thing and i'm like i can't do that and they're like wait that's iconic isn't that your logo <clears throat> yeah but a lot of people don't like, know that story though I yeah know. i had no I idea did. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, neither did yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I mean, I'm the guy, and yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So for you guys not to know, it's like obvious, but for me I as a business, now. you know, <laughs> know. No, but see, now this is more of a history, yeah. historical yeah. thing, right? Yeah. That I didn't know when this came out. Yeah. So it's okay, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like. You know, I didn't do it on purpose. Of course. Now, if I put out a product, it'll be more like, you know. So now I have to do, and and you know, I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, I'm not married to that, even though, you know, it's it's something that represents my past. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my, you know, people, when they see it, they think of their childhood. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Thousands of those boards, you know, were sold. And so for me, you know, it's kind of cool that it happened sucks for the people that are hurt by it right and i apologize you know Mm -hmm. to them i have to sometimes you know do it on whether it be social media platforms right you know because some people are just like so what and then they just it flares up you know so you've come across people that are say stuff well they're vocal they're very vocal about you know didn't you know and how could you do that and i'm like i didn't know have you ever talked to the artist about it the, or the who did that graphic? Have you ever yeah, spoke? They, they with? all don't know. No, yeah. no they one just knows. Did it and, yeah. Even right now, when somebody wanted to do a full backpack line, mm. you know, and luggage line, and all this, wow, X wanted to do. They're like, yeah, we're going to do a rising. I'm like, I can't do can't the rising do sun, and they're like, why not? Right. Yeah. You know, so no one really knows until mm. I tell them. Yeah. Because I'm the one that gets the flack for it for sure. because my name's on it. Yeah. Who are the people though saying that to you though? Well, it's Koreans, you know, okay. that have been tortured, okay. you know, and because I've basically how I found out was, you know, my penny board was uh, released and it was a rising sun. Oh. We didn't know. No, no idea. And penny was popular. Right. And they released it and sent them to Korea. And Korea got them and was like, oh, whoa, what in the world is this? Wow. You know, and so sent them all back and then they told me and i was like what what happened and then i got educated yeah and i told everybody that's how i got educated you know i'm a high school dropout i didn't study history i wasn't looking to you know know about you know all these wars and and Mm -hmm. stuff like that but now you know i can appreciate history and things and now i can actually be an advocate for peace and for you know whether it be uh, uh, you know bringing people together, mm-hmm. overcoming division, right. you know breaking down barriers, because I'm Japanese, Chinese. You know I got Chinese blood from mm-hmm. my grandmother. She's half Chinese, okay. half Hawaiian, and so you know, and the Chinese were hurt by it as well. Mm-hmm. And so I have to you know somewhat be this almost like uh, it, it's kind of cool actually that I can be a spokesperson to try and you know say that this is the past and we can move forward yeah, and yeah. we don't have to live in hate right 
we can start to heal from these things that have been, you know, wounds that have never been healed. Right. You know, and then people utilize and then they get, you know, offended. And I just want to be a peacemaker. Together, man. Well, yeah. uh, well, Again. Peace through, you know, hey, can I get, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. I had yeah. no, I, I'd never I had no that, idea so. either. Yeah. And that's the thing you it's were just saying is like it's nobody knows. Really, I just found you know? out. It's crazy. It's, it's wild, right? <laughs> it's crazy. It's wild for sure. It is wild yeah. that I just found out. Yeah. That's crazy. It floored me. So Sims, right? Yep. He gives you the board mm-hmm. with the, with the, mm-hmm. uh, the iconic logo yep. and everything. Uh, how long were we on Sims for? Uh, probably a year or two. Year or two? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I think it was Tony Alva. He approached me at a Del Mar contest. He's like, what's up, Christian? I'm like, dude, what's up, TA? He's like, dude, I'm starting Alva up again. I was like, sick. What, what's up? He's like, dude, I want you to ride for me. I was like, Tony Alva. <laughs> <laughs> How sick is that right now? Right. <laughs> 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 he wants to give me a model. I was like, and you're going to give me a model? I go, no one's ever had a model on Tony Alva's company. Wow. I don't think, you know, yeah. I don't even think anybody had a model at the time. It was just It was Alva. only Alva. Right. You rode for Alva, you're riding his board. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You know? Wow. And yeah. so I was like, are you serious? He's like, Shh, me and you, we're going to do this. And I quit Sims. Okay. And that's when I, I broke my arm. We went to the Midwest Melee. We drove Thrasher. We all drove Stesic, uh, Fausto. All of us in a van drove to Nebraska. Is that when you guys were doing like um, contests in like people's backyards? Backyard yeah. in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wow. And we go there. That's when I did the the love shirt. I did this uh, it like sequence cut in the shirt. Okay. And they coined it the love shirt because I cut it all the way down the side, and cut the neck out. That was the first and, time you did that. Well, um, you know, basically I did it all the time. Okay. But they, put it in the magazine as a sequence gotcha uh, you know it was at that contest wow and i think i got my hair done fire engine red with rat bites okay. out of the back right rat bites yeah long on top fire engine red uh with black and i'm wearing boxers backwards <laughs> cruising around in nebraska and people are looking at us like who are these kids? These kids are, out, and we're with skateboards. Yeah. And then I broke my arm. Ooh. Geez. And uh, Stesic flew home with me, hmm. and that's when I designed the fishboard. Okay. Was when I was sitting there at home. I was like, oh, I'm going to design a new shape. My dad's like, Yeah, what are you thinking? I'm like, I want to lighten up the board, cut out the sides. I want to do tail taps on, you know. PVC coping. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even metal yet. I think yeah. we were riding PVC coping at the time. I wanted to do tail taps and it was like too slippery. Oh, yeah. Right. And so I made a swallow tail. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, the nose looks funny. Round. I'm like flatten the nose because I was doing body jars. You know, I came up with body jars right before that. Okay. And doing lean, big lean to tails. And I was like, that's perfect for your hand. And then I looked at it. I was like, looks like a fish yeah and that's how i came up with that board and, and we, most boards were like kind of like a big old pig shape right yeah every board was just it's basically just, yeah, shaped like thing. an egg yeah mm-hmm. you know whether it's a narrow tail flat nose you know yeah. no nose pointy nose but all boards were the same and when i came with that board everyone looked at me 
like it was a spaceship. <laughs> just like, like what? What in the world are you riding? Right. And I was like, this is sick. <laughs> Dude, this thing works good. They're like, let me try that. Yeah. And then they wrote it. They loved it. Oh my gosh. How were you designing it, this though? Were you drawing um, it on paper? Were you going to the wood shop or were you Basically how were you, doing you do it? it on cardboard first. Okay. You grab cardboard. Mm -hmm. I'd get it, draw, cut it out, look at, look it, at it, hold it, mm. sit there, put it on your feet, like stand on it. Okay. Imagine it. You got to have an imagination of what it possibly could ride like. Yeah. And I think that that was kind of like how I've made all my boards since okay. i was young you know i always would cut my board down whether it was an allen gelfand because i was small oh. so i'd have to cut my own board reshape it reshape drill the trucks back you know for my size oh, all this stuff okay. all the bowman boards wow. and so i would always make it so when i did the sims board i already had my own kind of shape and then when i did the fish board it was a little bit longer nose you know i was kind of stretching the longer nose thing because my basically your glove would get caught on the bolt on the hardware oh, the yeah. truck and oh, you yeah. do a tail tap and then you can't let go yeah. you're basically right. tail tap i'm going just full shoulder roll yeah. and i'm like oh i gotta have a longer nose, longer nose. Yeah. and yeah. so that's kind of like how it started okay. for me on a longer nose wow that's so funny. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> your, your rector gloves got caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, but it's functional, though. Yeah. You, I mean, you're do designing these things for functionality. Yeah, I mean, one week we have gloves. The next week I didn't have oh, a glove. You, you know okay. what I mean? It was like that's how I, fast things were going. Things were moving. Quick. Board shapes were changing. And quickly I rode that fish shape and then... I started my own company, so I skateboards. And I went, I need to make a new shape. Mm. I was like, what am I going to do? I need a hook for my backside airs. That's all I thought of for, huh. the, for the hammerhead. Just right. I was like, I need a hook right where I grab my board. So I just basically cut in, cut in and cut it out. And I was like, looking at it, and it looked all ugly. Like, yeah. you know, flat nose with like a cut in the side. I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the tail, and I'm like... Oh, we'll swallow the nose. And I basically cut out a swallow and I looked at it, held it up. Looks like a hammerhead. Right. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. Crazy. Went down, bought about 2,000 of them. Me and my father hand screened them ourselves in the garage. Wow. And uh, that was the start of Hasoy Skateboards. Why did you want to start your own company? You know, as a young boy, I was very... Uh, I guess entrepreneurish. Okay. You know, I wanted to, you know, just be the best at first. Yeah. And it was like, wait, I want to be a businessman. You know, okay. my mom worked in Beverly Hills at a, you know, business. I think it was like life insurance. And so she was a businesswoman, secretary. Oh. She knew all about business, corporations, all that. Okay. My father was an artist and, you know, graduated master's degree, fine art. I mean, he got the Chancellor's Award, so he was highly educated, mm. and he was more pushing me to be creative, artistic, and to be the best, Yeah, you know, and let me do it however I want. Mm. And so with those two, I was like sitting there with Tony in the garage, they're making boards, and I'm like, wait a minute. I should just have my own company. Just do it yourself. <laughs> Alva's yeah. got one. Right. I was like... 
TA's got one. Why can't I have one? You know what I mean? He inspired me mm, big okay. time. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously, since I was a little boy, watching yeah. him have his own company. So mm. for me, I was like, Hasoy Skateboards. I said it, and I think I said it in my documentary, and it's pretty interesting how that went. Hasoy sounds... Sounds like it's going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sounded pretty good. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I, and all those things just kind of, like, fell into place. And my mom's like, yeah, go for it. And now I'm, like, having to drop out of school. Okay. You know, right before that, because I was having to miss so much school to travel and skate. Mm. But I'm How old were you uh, when you started Hosoi? 17. Wow. Crazy. So I was already out of school for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I dropped out 10th grade. And um, I remember going to Fairfax High School and, oh, you know, continuation in the back. And they're like, yeah, you're going to have to go here because you're, you're missing too much school. And I was like, yeah. Huh. My school down in Venice was like, hey, here's all your records, right? And I'm like, oh, those are all my records? It's like, sick. I'll take it. <laughs> right? I'm like, I'm like. I'll deliver this. Right. <laughs> and I put it in the car. I'm like, Dad, this is all my school records. They said to take it to the school. So, we, all right, let's go check it out. We pull up to the school, continuation uh -huh. school, and I'm like, looking. And I'm like, what do you think? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah, thinking. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm over it. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember going to my mom, and I'm like, Mom. You know, I'm making a couple grand a month already. Royalties. Good money. Yeah, I'm yeah. already like doing great for like probably a couple years now. Mm -hmm. You know, and it look, didn't look like I was stop. I was just starting to just, win. Yeah, like I was like about to start winning. I wasn't even winning contests yet. Right. I was placing fourth, sixth. You know, looking like I could win, but not getting it together. Not you know fully performing at my you know full capacity mm -hmm. and then once you know i got my own company it just clicked in boom and everything just started happening so fast like sponsors competition business i was just creating wheels i was just doing my company i went from uh i started um basically borrowing money uh -huh. then i went to skull skates skull skates then i went to another um i can't even remember mm. what it was some canadian thing okay. which ended up falling through because of some crazy crazy people involved mm. but then santa cruz did a wheel actually they're like oj's i was like these are the best wheels they're like okay so you want to ride them i'm like yeah it's like yeah but i want you to sponsor me they're like, okay. It's like, I want a thousand bucks a month. They're like, what? <laughs> you want a thousand bucks a month? I was like, yeah. I think they're going to sell like hotcakes. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, and they're like, well, they're already good. I'm like, no, but they're going to be the best. And I'm going to make them the best because I'm going to show them how they work. And then we're going to do ads in the magazines, like inside cover, you know, color pictures. I said, let's just do a bunch of ads there because they own that page. Okay. And I was like, let's do that. Market it. And they were like, I think they were selling like 12,000 wheels a month, if I, I remember correctly. Wow. And I was like, let's see what happens. Mm. They're like, all right. We shook on it, went our ways. And six months later, I think they were selling like. 
55 to 65,000 wheels Ooh, a month. That's right? awesome. Something crazy <laughs> <Wow>. like that, <laughs> right? And I was like, yeah <laughs> what we did this yeah like, and they're like christian you want your own wheel i was started soy rockets mm -hmm. and it was exploding and then i think i was riding uh other boards and they're like why don't you just come over and ride our boards too i was like that's a sick idea yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? how convenient one-stop shop boards and wheels go. and right. it was it was killer we had a great time me mm -hmm. and rich novak i think it was rich metaver did the wheels tim pumarta did all the designing bob de nike was there and and it was a good good run we we did a lot of stuff a lot of design jim phillips doing a lot of the graphics okay really i think um Justin Forbes, who just passed away recently, he was an artist who worked on some of my, you know, board graphics, and we had great time. Stickers, shirts, I mean. Wow. I traveled, and I tell you, it was a good run of time. Sold a lot of wheels, a lot of boards, and had a team. Traveled around with, like, I started with Johnny Cop, Bowie Kata, um, Monty Nolder, mm -hmm. Sergi Ventura, all these guys were traveling wow. around the world, you know, just basically doing what we love. Yeah. And, you know, and I was basically the leader of the gang, you Sick. know, with a ton of money. Right. You know, going, I'm mean, paying you, for everything. That's what I'm saying. You, know? you must have been making a lot. Yeah, I was making like, a lot of money. killing it. I was, you know, sponsored by Jimmy's. Mm -hmm. I was getting paid by Converse at the time. Oh, wow. uh, Swatch. I mean, oh, I had wow. a slew of, yeah. uh, of companies that were supporting me financially, which a lot of skaters were having problems outside of getting sponsored by the company and getting a royalty payment from their board mm -hmm. there wasn't real salaries going down yet yeah. you know right since the 70s okay and so i kind of created that uh i guess that job space for skateboarders to like really market themselves yeah and to get companies to be stoked on skaters and and create a, a a culture. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think what's so rad about skateboarding today is there's a culture. Mm -hmm. It's not just a sport. Right. It's not like an athletic ability. And For I've sure. got my you know sports jersey and my <laughs> you know my you know uh, yeah. uh, quick dry you know pants on. Yeah. Right. You know <laughs> what I mean. It's yeah. it, it, and and that's what I use when I skateboard. No we are all individuals mm -hmm. that express ourselves in different ways and it it's it's so artistic yeah creative it's um it's unique it's yeah. the whole package you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. i mean look at we're here hanging out doing a, a blog that i think is is amazing for our culture right that see people doing something that you know there's a lot of cameras, a lot of work into this. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. It takes a lot of professionalism. Right. But at the end of the day, when I'm looking at the walls and I look at our feet, I'm looking at the holes in our shoes. Yeah. We, <laughs> we eat, drink, sleep, bleed, skateboarding. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that if you don't skateboard, you'll never know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why skateboarding is so rad. It's something you do. You don't just talk about or look like and you know even though there's people that actually you know vicariously live through skateboarding and they support skateboarding sometimes mm -hmm. more than even skateboarders do yeah you know in the business realm but 
you know, there's only those that do it know the feeling of actually riding. But then there's the culture. Yeah. You can be a part of it. You can be a filmer. You could be in it. I mean, we're skaters. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 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 so, you know, it's amazing to watch uh, um, our uh, lifestyle really grow, progress. For sure. be professional too yeah that's where i'm kind of getting at yeah, is yeah. like you know i came came out like oh i'm a rock star kind of like you know living this crazy you know outlandish <laughs> lifestyle yeah like renting cars destroying cars going out acting like i'm 35 and i was 18 years old yeah. you know what i mean and, and then all of a sudden you know I got to enter a contest and I got to be professional and I got sponsors and I got to show up and do a demo and, and market myself and do right. ads. And I'm, I'm cutting, pasting ads, taking photos. And me and my dad, I remember my dad, I think it was last week. He's like, yeah, I used to stay home from those contests just to put together the ads, make, make sure the letters went out, yeah. you know, wow. to all the kids that would write letters and we would send letters. We'd make cards, you know, stock cards with pictures and I'd sign them all and, thank all these fans and you know so we had this you know kind of like passion to connect Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. our you know fans and with the people who love skateboarding and i think that's that's important you know the part that you experience the journey for sure sure. the process that i think you know today you know some skaters don't get to experience that because it's about money, it's about play, it's about well, FaceTime, yeah. it's about, you know, social media. Yeah. And it gets burnt, you get burnt out. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. It, it's, a it's lot. A lot. And if you're not an like, extroverted guy, you know, or don't have a manager, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's almost like it gets difficult and you'll quit mm-hmm. or you're just you not slack. doing it for yourself yeah. anymore. And it just gets cloudy. Oh, cloudy is a good good word, yeah. yeah. And smoky, you can't see, yeah. you know, where you're going. Where for us, I think that's what was special about our day, right? Is that you know we were creating, you know, the 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 process through the process and the journey yeah. of getting to where we're at today, and to see, you know, obviously the skateboarding, watching Kelly and Awan Song, oh, you know, yeah. skate and. Rodney Mullen, you know, invent every street trick yeah. before my eyes because I was there. <laughs> you know, I mean, I couldn't believe Were you, like, it. going to the freestyle course and watching them? Back Everyone then? did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rodney's coming, yeah. you know, and all right, it's his run. Everyone would stop and watch. Really? Oh, yeah. Not, It'd be like this, quiet. Nope. And then all of a sudden, he'd just get into the zone. He would, and then it'd be like, okay, he's 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 focused right now. <laughs> he is concentrating. All of a sudden, he's just like, you know, you know, it's like a dancer that starts his yeah, routine. routine yeah. It's like waiting for the music to go, and he yeah. would just sit there, and then the music would go, and then it would be just routine. And he's just doing this crazy stuff with his board. <laughs> and then when he started doing the Flatland Ollie to Japan, yeah. and then the Impossible to Japan, mm. we're like, what is happening right yeah. now? <laughs> Like and he's just standing still. Yeah. To to Japan, good. Yeah. And then f- come out of it and kick flip. Tr- I mean, would it inspire you guys to take it to the vert? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 We weren't even thinking like no. that. I mean, soon it, it it started happening because of street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Street was the huge uh, influence on us taking street maneuvers to vert because we didn't want freestyle yeah 
freestyle was kind of like we're rad freestyles freestyle you know it's mm -hmm. pretty yeah and rodney mullen's sick but everyone else was like you know dancing they're around, dancing around. <laughs> they're dancing yeah. doing like you know space walks you're like okay <laughs> that's real gnarly <laughs> might need some wrist guards for that because you're gonna go down hard you know? right right <laughs> <laughs> and they got these short shorts right, you know what right. I mean like so you didn't feel it, threatened it was, we weren't attracted right. to it at all yeah. and we weren't like looking to kind of glean a trick from them yeah. Yeah. you know but Rodney were like oh that was pretty sick and then jump ramps came in street skating came mm -hmm. in it was probably 82 first street style me and Jay Adams drive up to San Francisco I was on Sims at the time and we drive all the way up there rage and to get there and there's a bank. There's this wedge ramp. It's kind of like another sidewalk thing. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Like, this is street? Yeah. I was like, okay. But it was the beginning of street. I remember Tommy Guerrero getting first. I got second. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Because it makes you do things that are, are, are adaptive. Okay. You know, and for me, in my, my head, and that's how I thought, I, I used to think I got to utilize every part of a bowl. Mm -hmm. That's how you're going to win the contest. Yeah. You jump the channel, you hit the corner, you hit the main wall, you carve, you board slide the whole thing, and, you know, guarantee you're going to win. Right. Street was like, okay, now I got to think about how to utilize these obstacles in the best way possible. Yeah. So now it's a whole new imagination that I think, you know, birthed taking a Rodney Mullen trick mm -hmm. and going, oh, that'll be great over here. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm alling over of like a baby bath at the Ohio Skate Jam, <laughs> right? And it's like full of water. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, early grab you know i early grab all the way through that because i mean i'd early grab over a car or okay. over everything 360 air but when the ollie to grab came out it was like okay now we got to learn how to ollie to grab mm -hmm. you could feel it right even on vert tony was starting to ollie to grab ollie to japan you know it wasn't powerful but you could tell that there was like a new movement of like ollie to grab mm. and you know i had to learn it you right. know I had to sit there and practice alling to grab. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is supported by Shake Junt. Yep, the company that keeps you going in these streets. Need that perfect grip for your flick? Bearings that just don't stop? Bolts to keep your trucks on tight? Look no further. ShakeJunt.com has what you need. Grip, bearings, bolts, skateboards, rails, riser pads, grip tape cleaner, t-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and everything else in between. Treat yourself and save a couple bucks by entering 9Club at checkout. Yep, 20% off everything. Just enter 9Club, N-I-N-E-C-L-U-B at ShakeJunt.com. Get there while you can. Was that pretty? Was that frustrating at all for you? Like just trying, like I got to learn something completely different than I'm what I'm used to. You know, it's a challenge. I yeah. think you know it, it's definitely tough. And, and when it's a challenge for you to like go out of your comfort zone, mm 
mm-hmm. when everything's easy for you in your 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 area and then you go somewhere else and it's like whoa it's kind of hard yeah for me i thrived on that oh, and right. so i would like sit there and go and practice and i knew practice you know they say practice makes perfect and or practice makes permanent mm-hmm. all these different sayings but you know, I learned by reading Bruce Lee books that it was about practicing. Mm. And as a young boy, that's kind of like why I got good at all my tricks. Mm. I tried it over and over and over till it was clean. Yeah. Then I wouldn't even have to think about it anymore. It yeah. was just like a reflex. Yeah. yeah. You know, practice it over and over and you don't even have to practice because it's just natural. It happens. Mm-hmm. You know, no thinking anymore. And yeah. so that was my mentality, even when it came to street. You know, I had to learn the kickflip. I had to learn the double kickflip. Then I had to do the triple kickflip. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. and I'm doing it on a hammerhead. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, with these big old wheels and riser pads, you yeah. know? And, you know, but was I like, this is for me going to take skateboarding to that next level? I was like, no, that's fun. Yeah. That was fun and challenging for me, mm-hmm. you know, but I'd rather big judo over a jeep you know yeah like that was more fun for me yeah you know 360 judo over the whole fountain you know whatever it may be you know or wall ride 10 feet of vertical grabbing the top of the wall you know at savannah slamma yeah you know stuff like that was more like my adrenaline flow yeah versus the you know kick 180 ollie half cab up the you know the thing like jason lee and gons and them or you know gons would go up ollie to tail on the bench and it was like revolutionary yeah <laughs> i mean ollie to tail on a bench yeah yeah like i was like wow but <laughs> i'm gonna do that yeah. but it seems like you just wanted That's to a go sick idea yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Seems like you just wanted to go big though wherever whether it's street or yeah. you just wanted yeah. to go big i mean just like when tony hawk was skating you know Tony's going up and doing a gay twist varial, and I'm like, <laughs> another spin and another varial, and it's only this high. I'm right. like, I guess I got to learn a gay twist now, <laughs> and I'm going to do it high, right? Because right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do it low, right? <laughs> right? It's yeah. going to look bad, like, you know, in my head. But I was like, but if I could do it with a varial, mm. I'd be competing with him, but that's not me. Yeah. It wouldn't even look good. I okay. couldn't even. He makes it look good. Yeah, it, like he can do it and it looks good. Right. Because it's like he focuses on that. Yeah. Where me, it's like I do a big les twist to body jar. You know, judo body jar to tail. Uh-huh. You know, and that's flowing. That feels good for me. And so, you know, you just stick to what you like and how you feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's will end up becoming your legacy. It's true, though. Yeah. But I mean, when you went up to this contest that you said you got second in on the the street when you went up, what contest was that? Golden Gate uh, Park. Okay, Golden Gate Park. Mm -hmm. And you got there and you saw the setup. Did you just have to like make up? stuff makeup yeah as you go along or like what was your or had you already started to like dabble in this whole street jump ramp and different obstacles i mean we skated skate parks yeah we're skating whittier skate park at the time okay you know marina just closed Mm. skate uh um, skate city del mar you know i'm going to hanging out with neil blender and we're driving down to del mar you know sleeping in the parking lot sneaking in in the morning 
you know, making eggs in the parking lot and on the burners, you know, me and Neil. <laughs> no, you really, you do really? it. Yeah, you're camping out. Oh, camping out. Yeah. Like playing highball, like in the highball before the park opens, skate underneath the coping and then know when it's going to open. Mm -hmm. So then we come outside and then they show up and they open up the park. We're like, hey, how's it going? No way. <laughs> no, oh, we're up. just waiting for you to open up the park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just got here. We've just been yeah. skating for two hours, <laughs> warming up. But that was the thrill, yeah. you know what I mean, back then. And, you know, skate parks was our bread and butter. For it sure. was everything. We learned everything there. We skated the little bowl. Mm -hmm. And what was rad is we would go from, like, the warm-up area to the half pipe to the full pipe to whatever was there. We would go everywhere until we finally got to the keyhole oh. and then the session was like serious and so it was like this all day warm-up session over here work on tricks uh -huh. and we like, oh we could try that in the big bowl oh you see so right. you're always honing your skills everywhere trying new things so yeah. you know you go to like that street contest and you're like wow no blasting airs here no yeah no. i don't think I'm going to be doing any inverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got second, <laughs> But though. then you see uh, Tommy G do a little invert mm. off of the bank. And I was like, wow, that's really creative. Yeah. You know, and I think that that was that boom where, you know, soon after we met Gons down at the beach. I met Gons down in Venice, you know, and there's this little kid doing these ollies off like this roof. And he broke his board. And now I'm airing off the roof onto this table in the pavilion. Okay. Like just pushing off, alling onto the thing. But he would like push and then go, Tuh! and just this sick snapping ollie, right? And he land, broke his board. He hmm. said, can I use your board? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can use my board. It's fish board too. Okay. Brand new fish board just came out. And he goes up, Tuh! Crack! No. Oh yeah, it breaks my board. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh sick, bro. What's your name? Mark Gonzalez, you know? And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just trying to get home. We're like, where do you live? He's like, Southgate. I'm like, what? <laughs> we live in LA. So yeah, yeah. me and my dad were like, we'll give you a ride. He's like, all right, cool. Give us, give me a ride. You know, <laughs> yeah. this little kid, like right. we're almost the same age, okay. but at the time, mm. I think I was 16, maybe he was like 15. I think I'm like a year, almost a year older. Okay. And, but there was something special about that kid. Huh. Me and my pop saw it. Wow. Like the first time we met him, there was just a genuine approach to skateboarding that mm. you can see Yeah. if you, if you, you know, have an eye for mm -hmm. looking into like the possibilities or the opportunities or potentials like when you look at somebody before they ever become anything and i was like this kid's gonna be and then we put him on alva and that's why he was on those alva boards you know oh. Right? Oh, so you kind of stay oh, stayed yeah. in contact with him you stayed well, in contact we kind of put him on alva he said get on alva and we went up to i think it was a uh, capitola classic okay i was wearing uh, i got the cover of thrasher jumping the car uh-huh and i think one of the days I wore lingerie, you know, lingerie, lingerie, like oh. pants with boxers on with lingerie pants. Okay. You know, where did you go get, get this lingerie? Where, where are you shopping oh, at? Yeah, where, yeah. Well, this chick had some lingerie okay. and we were hanging out 
And my friends, I was like, dude, these are sick. They're like, you don't wear. I was like, I'll wear these things. Really? They're like, no, you won't. I said, yeah, I will. I'll wear them tomorrow. They're like, you're not going to wear them. I wore them. Sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> I wore them <laughs> at the contest. That's incredible. And, um, but he came mm. and he was cruising down the course doing these cool like ollie shifties mm -hmm. and things that you know it's just unorthodox okay and his mind was so far forward that you know obviously we know what mark gonzalez has become one of For the most sure. iconic yeah. street skaters of all time yeah you know what i mean creatively and to see that little kid do everything that he's done on a skateboard every time he would do something new it was like so off guard you're mm. not you kind of surprised but not because i've known him my whole life right but most people are like what's he doing yeah he just did like a switch method off of a jump ramp in the contest like and look good not, well, <laughs> and no no one really knows he's right. all he goes up all he's a tail you know backside you know pivot you're like and you look at it you're like oh i'm definitely gonna beat him i'm flying over everything yeah right but when you look back you're mm. like wow now look at how advanced he was yeah where no one it was almost like before it's time right yeah and that's you know where you know when you're there and you get to see it live and watch the progression or the evolution of skateboarding for, sure. for me it was uh, uh one of those um things that i always count as um privileged mm -hmm. to have right. been there yeah you know because we didn't film it all yeah. and we we didn't have like a panel yeah that talked about it there's no nightclub <laughs> there's no, night <laughs> no instagram bro? You no stories yeah, yeah we didn't have you know uh, a, a death lens or anything right. you know what i mean where you could film it all so it was all word of mouth you had to have been there. Yeah. And uh, I was there. Like, imagine if the technology back then was, yeah. you know, it's just crazy to think about. Download you know? those memories somehow. Oh, we could see what you saw. I know. I'd like to go back and see it again. You know what I mean? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you're in it, mm -hmm. now that I look back right. on everything that I've done, sometimes, you know, we're going so fast. We're creating so, so much that mm -hmm. we don't even get to enjoy it or appreciate it or or just celebrate it for yeah. sure it was like i was on the next event i was yeah. gonna do the next contest i was in the next magazine i was making the next check and and the next party it was it was like who had time to celebrate what we did yeah right like but you're just in the moment like, too we're you about know? to it's, do yeah. it yeah. again right. you know yeah. so <laughs> why celebrate no we're gonna celebrate tonight yeah after <laughs> what we're gonna do today yeah you yeah. know so now i get to like really appreciate even the things that i never got to for sure as i go back and we talk about them and i mm -hmm. go wow okay that's a pretty sick moment yeah. these are great times and i was there for this and then you get this you know those fuzzy feelings of like you know this is something special definitely this is something that you know people would dream about you know witnessing and yeah. and, and seeing you know with their own eyes but you know, I get to now tell the stories and, and share my experiences. And, For sure. And so it's it's really remarkable that I'm even alive to tell those stories yeah. considering what we went through. Yeah. But now I'm appreciative that 
I did those things, right. but I'm also preaching them still alive. <laughs> right, right, right. And I can talk about those yeah. things. Because <laughs> yeah. I tell you, there was some moments where, you know, it didn't look good. No. You know, and I and I never thought I'd live past 21. Really? Wow. No. You were, you were thinking that? Oh, yes. Just by the time I was out. 17, it was like... I was Why? Were you just full cannons ablazing. Really? Like, I'm going to do it. You and know, you were... it's just part of like the culture, you know, being, you know, in the industry or an mm -hmm. entertainer, yeah. you feel like it's short lived, like it's not going to last forever. And if it's so good, oh, it's definitely going to explode. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then we had all these great examples, Jimi Hendrix mm. and Janis Joplin, I mean, Jim I... Morrison that are like, you know, dying at 27. I was like, oh, I'm definitely dying before then. Yeah. And when that day came, I was like, oh, God, man, I guess I'm not I guess I'm... that famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? In your head, you know, yeah. in your ego and your pridefulness, right. you think, I'm how could I miss that? Yeah. You know, I should have been gone at 21. Now I'm not at 27. Then you turn 30 and you're like, wow, I'm old. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. Now I'm going to like start a company and, and be a, a suit where I don't know. How right. am I going to do it? Yeah. yeah. You know, but at, at that moment, skateboarding still kind of like keeps you in this, this like, always desiring to do more for sure. always desiring to try something else yeah and if you fell you always want to get back up and try again and so i think there was a lot of learning lessons through just the the whole ritualistic lifestyle of skateboarding always you know getting back up and doing it over until you get it wired mm -hmm. you know since i was a little kid and so as you got older in life has the same way of like there's a lot of things you go through and when you fall down in life you get back up and you you say you know what dust yourself off and do it again right. but when you're still trying to find your identity in skateboarding and it's like long gone mm. now i'm 30 and i'm like no more competition for me right what am i gonna do well we're going to create one. We're going to do backyard swimming pools and we're going to, you know, and the backyard pool scene started having chickens and Kelly's started happening. I moved down to Orange County, 93. And then I got introduced to crystal methamphetamine. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. And it was like amazing at first. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. It was like insane. I yeah. was like, I'm going faster, going higher. Um, skating twice as long you know and you know the party was on right but then you know it started to become more of a dependency yeah. versus the party mm -hmm. right then it wasn't even fun anymore to the point where you know right you're just an outlaw kid well what is around. what is that what does it do to you running from bail bondsmen's you know oh wow so, yeah whoa. right oh, yeah. But I mean, what does it do to you? Like, does it just give you energy? Like you said, like you could go. Well, it's like a cup of coffee at first. At first. At oh. first. So it, it's not like starts. cocaine where you get all like truth serumed out. Okay. Get all weird and <laughs> people start <laughs> start taunting. Like like. <laughs> you know what I mean? They start their faces kind of gets all tweaky. Okay. You yeah. know, and they you know, cocaine is gnarly. Right. Yeah. It'll just suck the life out of people mm -hmm. really fast. Mm -hmm. Crystal does the same thing in a different manner. 
at first they're like going fast and then their brain just sizzles out mm. and next thing you know they're not thinking anymore and they can't do things and they get kind of like locked up hmm. can't eat can't drink or something some oh. people can't talk some people just can't stop fidgeting you know mm. a lot of different things happen okay but for me it was like it's kind of like energy yeah right and because I grew up doing drugs my whole life, you know, I was doing acid at 12, mm. wow. mushrooms, Whoa. addicted to cocaine at 15, quit Jeez. at 17, you know, did the whole ecstasy thing right when it came out, you know, all these parties, you know, I mean, when I was 15, this is like 80, I think it's like 83, 1983, right around Crazy. then we were doing all that, right? that young. Yeah. And so for me, it was like no big deal. Mm-hmm. another drug another drug another right. you know so i wasn't insecure i and, and it was to my failure to my demise that you know it didn't you know wreck me right because i was kind of like this functioning user okay and pretty soon it just kind of like i thought i was having a good time no and it, it became a dependency i needed to get up i needed to go to sleep i needed to skate you know well skateboarding used to be top of the list you know okay. family friends skateboarding then parties and drugs mm-hmm. now it's like drugs parties friends too ashamed to see the family oh, skateboarding yeah. <laughs> been up for four days right <laughs> like right. i'm wow. not going skating yeah matter of fact yeah, I, I know my limits, mm-hmm. you know. So pretty soon you're just thinking you're having a good time. And then you're telling yourself, quit tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then now you're running from responsibility. You're running mm-hmm. from, you know, just the the guilt and shame is a big part of like, you know, especially what I've been through, what I've done, all the accomplishments, what everybody thinks of me. And now they're all, Christian, we're looking for you. Heard you're on Crystal. And I'm like, what's up? Yeah. They're like, dude, you need to quit that, bro. What's yeah, wrong with you, bro? You know, what's, dude, you should quit. I'm like, you're out of control. You're on <laughs> drugs too, bro. You're whack. I'm like doing drugs, but you know what? I'm having a good time being safe you know i'm thinking into myself trying to rationalize every reason why i'm okay and they're not yeah. mm-hmm. but i was like you know what i'm doing this to find something i'm looking for like i always say i was looking for love right in all these places whether it was skateboarding money girls parties drugs i was looking for something that would last like family you know family mm-hmm. yeah. and with family gone you know my mom moved to the east coast my dad was in hawaii okay it was like i was alone and so now I'm just trying to find something to recreate my fame or something like that and you just can't find it there no and it's just this consuming like uh, spiral and then finally I got thrown in jail got busted yeah yeah which was saved my life really you know I, I always think about it as a blessing in disguise Mm -hmm. that it's something that you don't want ever to happen but when it does all of a sudden at the end of it you look at all the good that came out of it and then you recommend it right to people like it's it's almost like so much wisdom came out of this that all my years being out of prison i didn't learn anything compared Mm -hmm. to i learned being in prison right you know and i think that that's something that you know people can read my story and hopefully vicariously you know draw from that so that they don't have to 
make these crazy choices that I made mm -hmm. to find out what's right and what's wrong, mm -hmm. but they could actually take my advice right you know what i mean or right. look at my life experience and know hey, your mistakes. this is this yeah. is what can oh, happen for sure and a lot of my friends didn't make it no a lot of them are dead crazy and some are in prison and so you know i think that that's kind of like where you know you go okay there's it's not all regrets mm -hmm. you know I, I can turn this around i can mm. turn this into something positive right you know actually I always say my life is kind of like a testimony. It's a message of second chances. Mm -hmm. If I could turn my life around from all the dark roads and everything that I've destroyed in my life through all the relationships and just uh, basically throwing my life away to slowly getting it all back, if I can do it, anybody can do right. it. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of like a message of second chances. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, I always love to share, you know, my wrongs as much as my rights for sure for sure because i feel like people learn so much more totally. you know i learned so much more from somebody's failures yeah for sure i think who was it in the last jedi yoda have you guys seen it yeah i saw yeah, I yeah. Okay, seen when it. he says it's your failures yeah right when he told what's his name um, uh luke yeah 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 he's like you don't get it yeah what do you a, think you're gonna teach her you ain't yeah, it, teaching her nothing. You got to teach her that you failed. Yeah, that, yeah. now that. Yeah. I can't remember. I was trying to remember. I was trying to write it down yeah. when he said it. But that quote is kind of like what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I love it. If you haven't seen the movie, well. It's a good one. Check it out. Had to, Just had to spoil, spoil alert. it for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> right here, Nine Club, we spoil everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well it's cra it is crazy to sometimes how something something so bad to happen to someone to steer them in the right direction. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird how that works, but yeah, like you said, it's a blessing sometimes, you mm. know? But, it gives people hope. Yeah. You know, I think that that's something that, you know, we, we, we don't have a lot of, you mm. know, when it comes to making money, being popular being famous you know it's a lot of exploitation a lot of profit a lot of you know um almost um compromise you have to you know compromise who you are as a person to get to certain places mm -hmm. and i remember just saying i'm not compromising anything back in the day mm -hmm. but there was less money there was less things and we were like the guys mm -hmm. so we were like writing the book yeah. So we just happen to have it like that where today you have to like almost jump through these hoops and it can be destructive. Mm -hmm. Some kids can handle it. Some kids can't. And you see a lot of great talent, you know, get hurt, yeah. you know, and, and physically, physically, mentally, you know, spiritually it gets tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a tough, tough game. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, what's yeah. really cool too is like, you know, people always have this like goal and they just want to get there and that's all they want to do but the best part is literally getting the whole time that experience getting to that goal it's the process that, the yeah. process is the best part yeah and that's something like when kobe bryant they retired his jerseys the other day and that's what he said he's like dude that process it was like i'll remember that for the rest of my life the finality yeah and the destination right yeah it's a journey on the way like, there is what matters yeah. that destiny becomes so much greater because of how what you had to do to get there yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. exactly know? yeah and yeah how long were you in prison almost five years five years yeah. when you got arrested and you were going in you're you supposed to be for that, 10 right 
right? It was supposed to be. Yeah. And it was uh, under the mandatory minimum laws. And then basically I was getting uh, shipped back to get my whole 10 years because I had this judge that loved me. Okay. He knew I turned my life around. I was in jail for two years. And then mandatory minimums were thrown out of court for like a couple months because of a case law that was in the Supreme Court getting turned over. Okay. And my judge was like, hey, Christian, so there's no mandatory minimums. He's like, do you want to get sentenced today? I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Yeah. I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, all right. And so in my, you know, my whole package of like uh, de downward departures, mm -hmm. you know, you you put down all these, uh, uh, please, uh, what is it up? It's like downward departures. Okay. You ask the government if they will Like a plea deal them. or something? No, like, no. no, it's like a downward departure. Like I didn't know the purity. I wasn't the manager role. Got you. I okay. I, post rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. Like these were the three things that I got. It was not knowing the purity because mm -hmm. I was just a mule. Okay. Not the manager role because they knew I was a mule. Okay. They have it in their like reports against me because I got turned in. Oh. So they oh. knew that I was just a mule basically. And then for two years I was in county jail and I was speaking to scared straight programs. Oh, wow. I had... The sheriffs, you know, they were skaters, so they're like bringing their church in to, for me to speak to their whole church in the oh, wow. chow hall. I was just, you know, basically working every single job in the prison, you know, San Bernardino County Jail. And when I'd go to court, the sheriffs would write letters on my behalf saying, hey, Christian is really oh, wow. a You end up in person. San Bernardino? Yeah, I was there. Oh, no way. Because all the federal Hawaiian inmates, there was no federal detention center okay so basically we would all be housed at san bernardino hmm. and so there'd be like 400 of us in that prison so you every cell got busted there and they flew you back here yeah for court you know so you fly united back row <laughs> to court oh wow that's insane Jeez. <laughs> marshals yeah like i've done con air everything like no you know what? flying to yeah fields where it's all onto planes that yeah there's no catering on the plane <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, right yeah <laughs> some right. seat belts work some, yeah, don't. some don't they yeah. don't care yeah. you know but were you terrified when you went into jail i mean yeah i couldn't At imagine first couldn't you know imagine. i thought my life was over right i thought to myself there's no way i'm going to be able to do 10 years yeah I mean, and I get there, and this guy's like, Christian Asoy, what's up? I'm like, what's how He saw you on the news, bro. I'm like, what are you here for? He's like, murder. I'm like, okay. That would have been crazy. You're like, all right, ten, sick. Ten years. I'm like, what do you, how long are you going to be? He's like, 140 years, double Dude. life sentence. And I was like, so what am I going to have to do? He goes, 10 years, brah. Gravy. You'll be out of here in no time. And I was like, Compared to his sentence, I was like, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I went to my cell and I was like, it's over. Right. And that's when I went, called my girlfriend and, you know, she's like, I love you. We just got to trust in God. And I'm like, God, I need an attorney. Yeah. <laughs> I need bail. Like, yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need God right now, man. Yeah. I need an attorney. <laughs> I need a lawyer. And she's like, no, God's going to help us. And I was wow. like, what? She goes, go get a Bible. And that right there on my first phone call, I'm like, my name's Christian. My nickname's Christ. I yeah. invented the Christ there. Never read a Bible in my life. <laughs> Not 
one page. And this I was... read Buddhist books, Taoism books because of Bruce Lee, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I never read one word in a Bible. And I'm sitting there going, go get a Bible. And my next phone call is in two days. You get one phone call oh. every two days. I was like, bail hearings coming up. And I'm just like, what happened to my life? But this Doing is your 10 girlfriend years. you were talking to? Yeah. If who's my wife? A, she, who's my wife Your today. wife now. But she's she, my has wife she ever mentioned God in the Well, before? here's how it all happened. She, we were high on drugs, okay. Orange County, hanging out. Yeah. And then her friend OD'd at her house. And she goes, I'm quitting drugs oh, and I'm wow. going to church, Christian. I'm like, sick. It's like oh, God's so good. She was already, it's like okay. I'm good. Yeah. Right. Me and you're good. Yeah. Me doing dope and you not doing dope is good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. don't matter bother <laughs> More me. More dope for me. <laughs> right. right? I was like, no big deal. Wow. Okay. I'm a good person. Mm -hmm. And if you're a good person, you'll probably go to heaven anyway. I didn't know, never been to church. And yeah. then she goes, I'm going to church. I said, I'll go. I went with her one time. Oh. Right out in Placentia. Okay. Nothing happened. I was yeah. like, oh, sick. Everybody's kind of crying, singing around. And then, you know. Yeah. No big deal. Okay. Did drugs all the way back. And, right. you know. Right. I was like, yeah, that was sick. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, a little different experience. The club the was cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The restaurant's cool. Yeah. And now we get to go party and it's yeah. going to be cool, right? I mean, I, I, I didn't even think that no. there was anything to it. Right. And then uh, I got her back using drugs, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. The Bible says... Uh, bad morals corrupt good character mm -hmm. and her trying to be good i was just corrupting it okay and right. i got her back and then i'm like i'm going to hawaii and she's like i'm not going home and i went all right kill her let's go to hawaii yeah and that's when i got arrested oh and so now i went to church for the first time yeah nothing happened but now i'm busted now she's saying we gotta trust in god and i'm like god what's going on yeah then i open up the bible and it's all genesis first chapter i'm like Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. What's going on? Star Trek. I was like, am I in a dream right now? Like, what is going on? And I looked at the back. It's like Revelation, John. I'm like, who are these people? And then it, Psalms. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, what's Psalms? Really, yeah. it's Psalms. But it right. was like Psalms, <laughs> Genesis, like, uh, yeah. Proverbs. Right. <laughs> and then I'm looking at columns and numbers, and I'm like. This is crazy. And then I got to Kings and and then I opened it up and I was like, that's my book. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that's what I, I'm going to read this book. Okay. And I opened it. It was where King David was charging Solomon as he was dying. And he was saying, hey, Solomon, my son, if you'll follow the Lord all the days of your life, it'll prosper you. And there'll always be a king on the throne, huh. you know, and immediately two chapters in to reading the Bible, I immediately cried out to God and I was like, God, if you're real, you know, I need your help. I said, I'll never do drugs again. I'll go speak to kids. All of a sudden I started making these vows. Yeah. I was like, get me bail. <laughs> I was like, get me bail. I'll do all these things. I'll do all these things. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my heart something happened. Something made sense that because of my ways, it took me to where I was at. The decisions I was making brought me to the place where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll do these things. And then I went to the bail hearing and they're like, oh, danger to the community, threat to society, no bail. And I was like, oh, man. 
oh, didn't we make a deal? Right. <laughs> I was like, I was crying to you yeah. in the room. And But deep in my heart, I knew I meant those things. Right. And the Bible says that if you search for God with your whole heart, you'll find him. Mm. And I was, you know, it's funny how you get into a rock bottom situation and you'll cry out to God. Right. Oh, and yeah. you'll mean it. I'm yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Sincere. You're like, I have no idea who you are, where you're at, but I really need your help right yeah. now. <laughs> and you're like this, hands up. For sure. But that happened. And then I'm going to do prison time now, you know, like jail. They're trying to give me the whole time. And I'm like, now I'm reading the word. And all of a sudden I, I knew that I had to like make a decision whether I was going to either believe this mm -hmm. or not oh you know what i mean and i and i sat there and i was like i'm gonna prove it wrong you know what i mean it's one of those things yeah like, like skaters some... skaters are like this it's yeah. either cool and real mm -hmm. and 100 true or it's a poser right and you're yeah. a kook you're lame <laughs> and you gotta go somebody could have just right? yeah. Yeah. beat it yeah. like like you yeah. don't belong here yeah. Yeah. only the cool people hang out here <laughs> yeah. the ones that are 100 percent right that hang you know what i mean that yeah. are in it like loyal like committed yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. I'll die for you. You die for me, right? You're like, oh yeah, I'll die for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I swear I will. I ask that to <laughs> Kelly all the time, man. And he says no. I'll I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, bro. of Thank course, you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> but I finally made that decision, and I was like, you know what? I need to accept this. Mm -hmm. You know, because the it was the spirit of God that was convicting me. And that's where I went. You know what? I'm going to accept this. Right. And I said the prayer on the phone with my uncle mm. my wife's uncle and i could just remember feeling all this guilt all this shame all this hurt all this pain kind of washing off my shoulders of what i've done and where i brought myself to and all the things that you know i destroyed in my life and mm -hmm. and i felt this like overwhelming love that i've never felt before interesting and i just remember crying with joy and and sitting there and then i read the word and it was different i was like not reading it as like a literal book like oh, li just literature okay. it was like living and active like god's alive talking to me and that's where it started and then i spent five years studying the word praying doing you know every single like course that they could send to me and then going to every single you know preacher that would come in or mm -hmm. you know layman's that would come in and do bible studies in the wow. chow hall and that's when the churches would come you know guy would bring his whole church in for me to share my testimony now you know i did the thrasher did an interview with me and I'm sharing my faith in Thrasher. Yeah. And I was like, Thrasher printed it. No. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who would ever think they would, you know, print it? And who would ever think that I would even be saying these things? Right, right, you know? right. But then I was like, well, my name's Christian. My nickname's Christ. I invented the Christ there. Yeah. Who else would be perfect for this? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, and I'm like, God, how do you? Man, you. Mysterious you ways, You must right? have this under control. I was like, this is not coincidence and that's where i was like this is insane and then i had everyone write letters on my behalf oh, yeah. and then i went to court and you know uh the reason why i got out was because of a bogus attorney that tried to help me out with my case oh and he took money and 
my attorney in Hawaii spoke to him because a guy I was in prison with said, hey, there's bogus attorneys, Christian. You need your lawyer to make sure he's a legit lawyer. And so my attorney in Hawaii, which was this hot shot, you know, Jewish lawyer that Mm -hmm. just loved me, did my thing pretty much pro bono, basically for nothing because he liked me. He he went and called the guy. The guy's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, give him the money. And then the week later, he was busted. And they're like, hey, will you, uh, your wife come? Because she gave him the money. And then will your attorney come? And we're building a case against him. And my attorney's like, I never go and do this stuff. He goes, wait, will you give my client? credit to the government in hawaii and it was an la case and the prosecution the da was like nope he didn't cooperate with us he's we're making him as an example we're not giving him any credit my attorney was like and i see this guy he's like studying bible studies and then he's not going to give a guy who's turned his life around a break that that has changed his life that wasn't a bad guy you know i mean i was i was pretty bad but (laughs) You know what I mean? I wasn't. You weren't a murderer. Yeah, you. Were. I wasn't uh, violent. Yeah, you yeah. just like the party. I wasn't right. a thief, mm-hmm. and I didn't hurt people. Right. I hurt myself, and yeah, drugs does hurt people, and, mm-hmm. and I take responsibility for it. And I would have done the time, and I did do the time, mm-hmm. but you know the severity of it was, man, can't this guy give you any break? Right. And so he's like, well, here's what we can do, Christian. We'll just basically file a bad faith motion against the government saying that they should give it to you. Mm. If they they don't accept it, they don't, you know, say, all right, we we don't object. They object. You're going to go to prison and then we're going to appeal. We'll come back and then you'll maybe we'll get two two years early. You know, come back and get another try mm-hmm. at it. Right. Yeah. I was like, my wife was like, no way, because the the when when he first sentenced me sentenced me to 70 months which was six years okay during that time where that case law Mm -hmm. but the government was like nope we're bringing him back he's gonna get the whole 120 months and you're gonna have to waste the court's time and the judge was like uh yeah you do your job i'll do mine he's getting 70 months just like that they appealed they won their appeal i was coming back that's when that attorney tried to help me out that guy told me to get my attorney to find out about yeah. it and boom the guy got busted and because of that guy i got released early because when we filed the bad faith motion okay the government said fine we'll give him credit and once the government gives you credit it breaks the mandatory minimum credit now, meaning what what are they crediting what is this well, credit it's like when they say okay we're going to give them three points downward departure okay for your assistance to that bogus attorney in la to my attorney okay and my wife like, mm. saying okay we're going to show up for that guy okay. see i had nothing to do with that right you know, right but they were helping it pertain to my case and he was saying it didn't pertain to my case because i'm not doing it do you get it? Yeah. But then my my attorney was like, it does pertain because he tried to help you out with your case. And so then finally at the very end, he goes, fine, right? I'll give him. But that means that the judge has his hands untied and he can give me whatever yeah, well, he, he can wants. Oh. And so now he brought back out those downward departures plus the three points that the government gave. So on top of it, now it went from 70 months to 57 months okay 
and I was 56 months. Okay. And I was already in for 57. Oh, Boom. Wow. I was overtime. <laughs> overtime. <laughs> overtime. Man. Like, my month bag. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Paid time and a half. <laughs> yeah. How's this? My attorney goes like this, bro. Because when they asked him, all right, we're going to give him all these downward departures, you know, and he read the letters from the sheriffs. He goes, for the downward departure of like post rehabilitation, it has mm. to be extraordinary. Mm. of things that and he goes let me just read the letters again he read the sheriff's letters and it was just so powerful mm. how they were on my side right that that i have really changed and that they were witnesses for that he goes i've never seen a sheriff write a letter on any inmate's behalf wow. and looked at the da <laughs> Huh. And he goes, so I'm submitting this and these are going to be downward departures. And he says, and on top of that, your three points that takes him down to 56 months. I'm giving him, it's 56 to like 60 months or something like that. Mm -hmm. 60 something. He goes, and I'm giving him 56 months, the bottom end. How do you plead to the DA? The DA was all, I'm thinking he's going to object. Mm. He's like, I only want three points down. I remember him saying that only three points. Right. But then the judge gave all those points, yeah. five extra. He goes, no objection, your honor. Wow. And immediately we knew I was getting out of prison. Free. On your side. Yeah. Like it was, I get chills right now thinking I, about that. I, I get chills. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, literally, I, like I, I'm, got, I just got out. And yeah. I'm looking and my, my attorney was like, your honor, can he be released from right here since he's overdue? <laughs> the judge was all, no. <laughs> he's like laughing because my, my judge married me and my wife too. As well. Really? Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. In court. That's incredible. So we got married in court. Wow. Like before I even got sentenced. So crazy. Yeah. She was 22. I was like 33. Wow. And so before you went to jail, you got no. married? While I was in jail. Oh, you were in jail. So I was like shackled and oh, wow. doing my ceremony wow. with, with the judge. And he said the judge never smiled really ever during court. And he was smiling during that time. He goes, I've never seen that. Crazy. You know, so I had a special time. You know, if you're talking about favor in there mm. and did I ever have it rough, you know, all the way through my sentencing, through, the, you know, I was always in the Bible studies where I was kind of like the house chaplain so to speak mm. i did bible studies with the paisas the south siders the blacks the whites okay separately because oh. they couldn't come together together, together yeah. where there would be the the islanders islanders hang out with anybody mm -hmm. oh really yeah they're like big gnarly tattoos they look oh. crazy but they're like big teddy bears yeah. okay but they hang mm. out anywhere because there's a black guy a chinese guy a white guy and they're all talking pigeon and you're like, where are you from? Hawaii, brah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're definitely in the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, it's right. like so trippy. Filipinos, Portuguese, like, you know, it, it's like so trippy. It, and you could feel the Aloha spirit even when we were in prison, even though they were obviously criminals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuck on drug dealing, whatever, bank robberies, you know, but we were in these Bible studies every day. And then I would be asked, yeah, obviously I was famous. Yeah. People were asking me for autographs all the time. In prison? Somebody would come in, right? And they'd be like, hey, guess what? Look over there. That's Christian Soy, right? That's crazy. They're like, what? That's <laughs> yeah, not him. They come over. Hey, what's your name? I'm like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here we go. Watch. I'm like, Christian? They're like, 
Christian what? I go, Christian is soy. He's like, the skater? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No way. <laughs> Say the same thing. And I'd be like, yeah, way. I go, yep. Anybody can get busted, bro. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, what? And then, you know, show him magazines. They're like, yeah, yeah. Autographs. They're like, dude. And every time somebody new would come in, it'd be like that. So I got a lot of favor, wow. you know, and I didn't have to join a, a gang, mm-hmm. you know, because I chose to be a believer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I hung out with the leaders of the gangs. Oh. Because they were all f- like skaters. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. For sure. They were all like gnarly skaters. And it's funny how you know skateboarding. Not from the street, no. Not. No. But I got to know them. And, you know, you become family. You're in a cell for, sure. you know, six months to a year together. Yeah. 60 man cell. You know, it's like you get to know each other. Yeah. You know, you become family. Yeah. Oh. And so it, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, you, you, you have to choose one side or the other. And you can't go back and forth. You'll be called out on it. And so once you choose, you got to stick to your guns. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me because I was just like how I am today, how I've always been in skateboarding. What I'm like is what I'm like all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't change. You know what I mean? I'm just like this. Right. And it's just how I grew up as a kid to be yourself. Yeah. To not fake it. Don't front. Don't pretend don't you know lie don't cheat and for me it's all like respect and honor and and, and loyalty and, and and stuff like that that you know is your character and for me that kind of integrity just kept going even right. in prison you know it's just the way it is yeah and so it was easy for me to you know acclimate okay and to adapt mm-hmm. and having it you know i mean thank thank the lord for skateboarding yeah and that you know all the people that were in prison skated and they knew you because yeah. it made it almost felt kind of like loved mm-hmm. still right you know even though i was going through a tough time yeah for sure and then the skateboard community you know sending me magazines writing me letters i mean i can say thank you a, a million times right. for every one of those letters and and, and magazines and just you know, when I got out, the support that I got when mm-hmm. I got out, you know, it, it made the difference. I bet. You know, yeah. and so. You knew that you still had a family out here, out on the outside. Right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And you really find out who your friends are. There you go. Totally. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times when everything's good and you're like on top of the, you know, everybody's yes, yes, yes. And you don't know who's really for you and who's not. Mm. But when things go bad. And those that you thought were going to be there aren't there. And those that you didn't think would be there are there. You're just like, wow, yeah, what a trip, you know, and you really get to know, you know, when times get rough or when the rubber meets the road, Mm -hmm. who's going to be with you no matter what. And I think that's some of the good things that comes out of, you know, a tough situation. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, listen, I know you brought some boards here. Yeah. You got this, uh, we were just talking about it, the um, the hammerhead that um, Keith Herring yeah. drew on. Mm-hmm. I brought it with me just to show you guys. I love it. I That's thought amazing, you, know, you guys man. might want to check it out yeah it's uh when i went to new york in 86 for a interview magazine like just article that i was going to do okay and basically i was cruising around the city and this guy's like hey keith herring wants to meet you and i was like sick let's go to his studio you know art studio so i went in he's like full advocate for skateboarding love skateboarding and i was like that's dope it's like, man, sick, bit massive studio. His art was starting to kick off, mm-hmm. you know, pretty massively at that time. Right. And and he goes, Christian, let me draw on your board. I just happened to have this white hammerhead. You were writing it I at the time. I was writing this board. Yeah. I have a picture of me on the top of the uh, World Trade Tower holding this board. Oh. And it didn't have his graphic wow. on it. Oh, wow. okay. And I'm on the roof. And then I went to a studio and he wrote on, he, he basically said, here, let me... Let me draw on your board. Yeah. That's it. Go for it. And then he finished, and I was like, oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's dope, man. You killed it, right? And then I just kept riding it. Oh, you kept Didn't skating even... it after that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, look, it It was brand yeah. new. You had, you had no idea? Wait, it was brand new when he did it. No way. And I wrote it to this point, Jeez, to where it's and... completely demolished. I mean, I was riding in Venice, everywhere. Broke it, threw it in the car, threw it in the back in the box and pulled it out years later and i was like whoa i mean that thing is probably worth when he passed away was when we were like okay something you know we got something special right and being my father was an artist he knew Mm -hmm. you know value Mm -hmm. i collected all my boards but you know i brought this to also talk about a uh kind of like a uh art show exhibit that we're gonna do Mm kind of like collaborating art with the hammerhead and it's you know obviously it's been almost 35 years yeah you know coming up soon so we're doing like the over 30 years of the hammerhead with up to 50 artists you know as many oh. artists that want to do a hammerhead i would love and it's to. going to be a tr- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you want a, a real artist oh yeah okay. <laughs> and we're going to do an art show built Sick. around this board being kind of like the centerpiece of like you know art and skateboarding mm-hmm. coming together mm-hmm. and being kind of like a, a huge part of our culture yeah you know we identify with board graphics but it really represents who we are Mm -hmm. and then now artists who love skateboarding getting involved i think it shows how much camaraderie how much we have in common with our passions and with our creative you know just artistic talents you know whether it be athletic or artistic whether it's music Mm -hmm. fashion design it could be anything photography right anything it all goes together but to highlight art and skateboarding, we're going to do like hammerheads and give them to artists and Red. make it into a uh, traveling kind of art show. And Pat Tenori at Ruka was the one that kind of like 
heard my idea because mm. I had this idea for a while and he's like, you know what? I would love to help you make this happen. And that's how I got connected with Ruka. Sick. And Ruka was like, let's make this happen. And by the way, why don't you be part of the family? And so I signed with Ruka re recently Rats. and we're working on this big project. And so going to do like a you know, signature line okay. of clothes and, you know, have fun traveling again. Dope. <laughs> Around yeah. the world, <laughs> right? amazing right. cities and art, you know, galleries and, Man. you know, just celebrating skateboarding I and what it. it's done, you know, not only for me, mm -hmm. but for everyone and how we can come together and just, you know, just have fun. Yeah. That's what it's about. I love and it. And yeah. to see artists express themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and I can't wait. It's It's been an idea that I've had for probably a good four five years wow, must be rad man. to see and it so finally together, somebody yeah. you know said hey i want to help make this happen mm -hmm. you know because i was trying to do it here and there and it was just not at the level that i wanted to do it at right and i wanted it to have its you know full attention Sick. and finally it's going to happen so it's yeah. going to be exciting wow you know what i mean right, so, is there any plan for like selling or auctioning the boards or or anything when, they're, yes, when they're, it's yes, done of course i mean there's going to be all that involved okay. you know we're going to do whether it's kind of like um prints maybe mm -hmm. shirts at different locations whether oh, the right. artist is from those towns or whatever depending on the artist okay you know and definitely would love to be able to have people have you know collectibles Sick. during the whole thing so yeah. that's going to be fun to see who does what kind of art on the boards and then it becomes something that lasts forever For i mean sure. they're all going to last forever yeah but there's going to be some that i'm sure sticks out that we're really going to have fun right you know just expressing ourselves yeah. so, when is this and, kicking off do we know do we know or is there, this year get it? this year yeah, yeah. 2018 oh, it's gonna happen sick. i mean obviously it's gonna be a a lot of hard work but we're gonna work hard for sure this year to get it done so that we can launch it we wanted to do it beginning of the year because we thought about this you know in the mid-summer like right in summer right but we're like mm, it needs a little bit more more time yeah so that we can really make it something it's gotta special. be it's gotta be right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well i hope so, the first stops in la man we could uh we could all go is that so, a yeah. basket robin sticker it's <laughs> amazing i know i looked 31 at flavor things, 31. yeah and i'm just like what is going on <laughs> 31 flavors like what is happening here like you know what i mean Right, right. And I ended up getting these tattooed on me, these skaters. Okay. Right here. So I got these tattooed on me, on my leg, because I never seen him do another skater, skater right? character. Oh. I've looked in all of his books, right. and I haven't found one. So it's pretty interesting. Wow. And I think this is going to be something that I think the Keith Haring, you know, um, whatever, you know, association, mm. whoever handles his yeah. stuff would be able to kind of like, you know, what do you call it? Notarize it or or authenticate it, yeah. you know, it as is, his, yeah. you right. know. So it's going to be interesting. It's kind of like brought out of the vault. Yeah. You guys are looking at it. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> you know, I mean, for me, it's 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 like insane. I can't even believe. Is this zip tie holding the whole board together? No, the, huh? that was holding it to the fence that I put it up when I hung it at this art show. All right. Um, and I haven't taken it off because I thought it was so funny. Okay. <laughs> I hung it on a fence at an art show. I mean, yeah. uh, that thing's worth a lot of money, yeah. dude. Yeah. 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 I, I would, 
Yeah, and I wasn't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking I wasn't thinking. <laughs> well, but I brought I brought a few more things to show you. What guys. you don't know, like, Christian has already put that on eBay. <laughs> it already has a couple bids. Yeah. All right, well, it's probably yeah a lot of money already. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So here I'll just go through these. Yeah, what I brought we, what a bunch it, of things. What do we got here? This was from Paris. It's funny how my pops, you know, wrote down the date. And what it was from. Well, oh, you know wow. what it's like. You it's know. like when, you know when those old photographs, and they write on the back of the photograph what it is. Yeah, you know, and the date yeah. and yeah. who's in it. Almost yeah. like it, that's yeah. It's incredible that yeah. it kept a almost like a journal Sick. of all my product and everything that I've done. And, wow. You know, I never really gave them away, so this is kind of like the grip tape jobs and just stickers. I love this rip grip deal. all over it. Look at the soy rip grip even. Sick. Signature wow. rip grip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Cannon, bring that That's back. That's when you know you made it. Right. <laughs> hey, but how, how long were you riding boards back then? For a while. You yeah. notice how yeah. long we rode them. We mm -hmm. rode them because they, you know, once you get comfortable on a board, you just, it fits like a glove. You don't want to ride a new one and get it broken in again, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I would ride them, and then I'd even duct tape them. If you notice on the board behind you, there's like duct tape on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. to hold it together. <laughs> and nose guard. It's like I couldn't have gotten a new board. I wasn't sponsored. Yeah, right, right. I had my own company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you think, but because of the graphics, yeah. my dad hand painted that board. Mm, oh, wow. There's just a lot of things going on that you want to keep them alive. Did yeah. that painting yeah. go on to be a graphic for? Soy skates too. Yeah, that ended up becoming that uh, board on Santa Cruz. There. Yep, yeah. right there. Mm. Yeah, that's the one it became. Wow. You know, and it's funny. I got the actual like uh, tracing paper that my father did the whole you know actual board graphic design. Okay. We have that tracing paper on that board. Wow. And we did a reissue of that board. Kind of like a picture of the bottom and a mm -hmm. picture of the top yeah. as a reissue. And then we did one of that board and the dragon board as well. Okay. So you can actually get the board and it's a picture of, you'll see the rails, but it's not on there. You know, yeah. it's just a picture. Just a picture, right. But it was pretty rad to come up with that idea to do, yeah. you know, a picture of a used board that I had. Yeah. Sick. So you could actually just have it yeah. to get home. That's sick. I love and it. And then, uh, this what do we got insane here? This right is here. a uh, broken. This board is the board I got on the cover of Thrasher when I was did my interview, and it was uh, where I'm doing an andract at Joe Lopes's ramp. Okay. And if you look at the grip tape, you'll see when I'm doing the andract that that heart is right on the cover. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah. And no one saw the bottom of the board. Oh. This is what the bottom of the board looked like. It wow. was like a paper paper sticker. It's like a paper that we basically did art on and paper mache it to the board, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, just glued it. So this was a blank board. It was a and blank you just, board. You paper mache yeah, look, uh, look at how rough it is. Yeah. Check out the, the oh, sanding wow. job. It's all hand cut? <laughs> like, it's all hand cut. That's incredible. All, like, just kind of, like, so new. And um, I love the grip job. It was part of my kit, I guess you could say. Like, I would always do that. And it's just part of being creative, you know what I mean? You right. just wanted to to be an artist. Well, plus, too, you're writing from these From the boards. bottom to the top. I mean, yeah. look at yeah, We're just doing, yeah. and the shape of the board, like everything mm -hmm. we did. Was this one of the Skull Skates ones? No, this was uh, when I was uh, 
starting Hisoi skateboards. Oh, wow. So this is one of the first boards. Wow. Before I got the hammerhead, before we screened the 2,000 boards. Okay. So this is one of my prized possessions right here. I love it. For yeah. sure. And my pop's doing the artwork. Sick. Doing a just a silhouette backside air. Well, the, the rad thing, too, is stuff. like you kept all these old boards you know it's like it, you didn't give them away or sell them or do whatever like why, why were you why were you keeping them um, you know i think there's this artist mentality yeah growing up in an art home my father you know understanding just archiving things just art value mm -hmm. and collecting things of this kind of nature did we understand like how far i would go right it was a chance you know you never knew yeah I could have quit for whatever reason, but didn't look like it was going to happen. So <laughs> we might as well take a chance and keep, well him, keep him. You know him, what yeah. I mean? And, and I think because of his art history, he understands the value of things like this mm -hmm. and how things in time can end up becoming, you know, almost like more valuable and, and it just becomes a collectible. For sure. And as time went on, you know, my career kept going and the you know, whether it be world records or mm -hmm. contests or, you know, crazy things that I did that made my legacy what it is. Yeah. I think that him keeping those things, it's almost like now we look back and go, whoa, that's pretty intense. Yeah, right. Who could, who could think about doing something like, well, it took somebody like my father because mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. No. Like, I was like, yeah, killer, save that. Yeah. I knew it was cool. I knew there was something to it. Yeah. And deep down inside, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to give this away. Mm -hmm. This is like special. So it's more sentimental versus when I'm going to keep it. So it's going to be this expensive thing. Right. It's more sentimental to me to have these things. Well, it's like the cover you know? of Thrasher winning yeah. contests yeah. with the boards and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, right. These yeah. things are reminders and keepsakes that, you know, when I look at it, I remember writing it. And yeah. I remember what it was like to be there. You know, it's like looking at a picture. For sure. You know, every board that I have, I look at it and I go, I remember having that board. I remember doing the airs on that. I remember where I was. And so those things keep your memory alive, keep your 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 brain, you know, constantly logging mm -hmm. and, and going back and going back and in, in, into the files of the memories and your annals of what you think and, and have done. It's like listening and, to a song yeah. and you hear the song yeah, and, and it brings you back sudden, in that time. Yeah. You were slow dancing right. for the first time, all nervous. In, in, in junior high. To open yeah. arms. Yeah. <laughs> Lionel Richie. <laughs> How many boards do you think you have saved? Old boards. Um. Do you have the board that I mean, you learned the Chrysler on? It happened so quick, but I think I think I might have uh, around that time. Hmm. You know, like the Rocket Air board. Mm -hmm. I think I gave it to somebody because you know I didn't win the contest. You know, I, I don't think I won the contest, but I invented a maneuver, and so I put a new board together. And a friend needed a board, and I'm like, "Oh, you can have that board." Right. And he still has that board, and it's pretty wow. insane. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to buy that board yeah. back from him. Yes. You know, so crazy. but those are those things that you you look back and you're like, "Okay, I wasn't so attached, but I was there to give back as well." Right. If there was a time where I would like, you know. It would be to give back to my friends. How long did it take you to learn the, like the Rocket Air and the Christ Air? Like a few tries. Really? Like literally 
at Texas, I think it was Houston, at the Kahuna Ramp. We were in the hotel, like Lance, I think Lucero, Blender, Cab. We're all in a hotel, and we're all trying tricks, mm-hmm. sitting down on like, the bed yeah, on the floor. Style, like, full on. Full on. Yeah. And I'm like, two feet on the tail, two hands on the nose, and like this. And they're like that's sick we should try that tomorrow right and i'm like let's try this tomorrow and then me and lance i think lance was like the only one that tried it and i just went up did a big big air i was doing judos massive judos and anti-judos they call them frigids right and uh i'm like doing it and then i was like all right i'm gonna go for it and i just put two feet on the tail two hands on the nose and i was like that's this it. is easy. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it. I'm going to make this. And then like in like two or three tries, I was like doing them overhead. Like, wow. wham. I mean, it was That's crazy. So it's one of those things that just kind of just naturally happened, you right. know, and it flowed. Yeah. Just like the Christ there. Did the Christ there was that like weekend? that too. No. No? And I don't think people ever even really tried them or yeah. did them forever how'd you, how'd for a long time trying it dude? i think gator did a lean air one you know mm-hmm. and that was about it hmm. i don't think anybody did them maybe um cab did them one one-handed mm-hmm. two feet on the nose um i mean hawk would do them for yeah. fun, yeah. but he wouldn't do it in the contest, mm-hmm. mm. you know. So it was kind of like my trick, and no one wanted to do it. Okay, but did you ever have you know, tricks that like you can kind of do, but we're afraid to try them in contest? I mean, it was like a lip slide Smith to back Smith grind in my contest run. But yeah. at the end of the day, I was like, if I don't do something different of that nature, I'm not going to yeah. be in the top three spots. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because now they're doing all these varials, all these different kind of tricks. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is just too much. Got to pull something out of the bag. Yeah, Yeah. and it was tail grabs came in and one-footed, and I was, like, doing them all. But then I was like, you know, I want to do stylish tricks. Right. Benihana's. Yeah, like, if you're going to do a Benihana, you do it across the whole ramp, and you, you know, have fun doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, just to get it done was like not my thing. Yeah. You know, and, and and I guess that's my thing. You know, and I like that I just kept to my thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. It, it's part of I think what makes you you. You know, and hurricanes like switch. I do a switch hurricane. You know, coming in off my nose like, like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a losi, almost yep. like a frontside losi grind. Yep. And alley oop nose grinds stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then i have to do it in the contest (sighs) talk about a hassle (laughs) you know what i mean like i'd rather do a anything air like any air you could think of i'd rather try that right but when it came to like something like that it was like in a contest like for fun yeah no problem right no pressure I'd make it pretty much all the time yeah when it's a contest it's like just didn't want you're going slow you got to get technical. It's not very explosive. Right. It's super like uh-huh. tippy toe. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, that took so much effort and time. And then now I got to do a rock and roll to get up to, to do an invert. Right. To, to do a frontside grind across the ramp to do a 
big air again to get going yeah to finish my run like time yeah right yeah like hold on <laughs> like, why did i stop for that alley you yeah. nose run? <laughs> like, it really ruined things yeah. like i yeah. could have done five airs yeah. you know what i mean across right. the whole ramp for but, sure they probably score me higher for doing the alley do nose grind. Yeah. Right, well, it kind of sucks though. You know, I mean, yeah, some I mean, things you know, suck, but just, you, know, you know, I think it tests you. You yeah, know what well, I mean? It true. does. That's I think true. that that's where skateboarders need to realize, you know, the progression of the sport, and that's why I love that I'm still skateboarding. I'm yeah. still wanting to push my own boundaries, wanting to learn new tricks still, mm-hmm. and I'm just a lot wiser with you know what I'm, you know, going for and how I. The process to learn tricks now right. i take my time there's nothing to prove anymore where where you know i think that that's the progression of the sport mm-hmm. that i think that if you can understand that you won't be offended by things changing for sure you know skaters right. get offended when something else gets cool or yeah. something new you know i could have in. done the yeah. same yeah. thing you know when it was like getting to technical skateboarding mm-hmm. you know but that's where you know you adjust. You know, you have you... your fans, and there's fans for you know Tony, for me, and I think that was kind of like the cool factor too about skateboarding that you had your clicks and you crews, had your, right. you had your neighborhoods, your skate parks, you had your ramps, and you 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 did your thing, and I think that that's what you know made our you know basically the the rivalry mm-hmm. so kind of like you know almost you know I don't know any of the rivalries. Yeah. Yeah like that in any sports yeah like what other sport has like a rivalry like that other than boxing right yeah boxing was kind of like that mm-hmm. um yeah. who I was mean, it magic and bird i was gonna say yeah. basketball you know, that yeah. was like the. You know, i mean but think yeah. about that only those two guys who's the other one I mean, the jo- others Jordan, are teams. Jordan against everyone. Wait, wait, everyone. That's not a rivalry. Right, you know? right. So when I think of those kind of things, I really get yeah. like kind of a uh, um, in awe over the fact that you know we and we weren't against each other. Me and Tony. Right. It was the fans and the style uh, of you know the clash of the two different styles that mm-hmm. really you know created identities for people yeah, yeah. and right. were you and tony pretty like, much more, cool with one another more fun at mm-hmm. the time like were you and tony pretty cool with one yeah another? and we would travel together we'd be hanging out staying in the same places you know at times you know i remember going to a town they wanted me and tony to do a demo we go and do a demo and then we'd be at the hotel hanging out and would you guys ever sit back and just kind of like laugh about the whole rivalry? oh thing? yeah yeah i mean you know you got your fans going crazy yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like whatever right you know his fans are booing me my fans it's almost are like, wrestling. Him. It's like wrestling you know what i mean like yeah. it, it's yeah. like crazy like we're cracking up yeah. like and there's times where we're like man this kind of sucks for the other guy yeah you know what i mean right. but at the same time you're like it doesn't bother us yeah you know we're focused on what we have to do mm-hmm. and you know it, it almost made people have a sense of of uh, uh, um, ownership of where they came from, mm-hmm. the style they like, the tricks they choose, the companies they ride for, because it was Transworld Tracker, it was Indie Thrasher, you know what I mean? Right. And then those people hung out with those people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny how that became something that was kind of like rivalry-ish too. If there's any other rivalry, it'd probably be a magazine yeah, yeah. or a truck company. You, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, right. But 
you know, that's not people, but it's a group. Yeah. And I think that that made, you know, us be attractive to whoever we're, you know, we're stoked on. And mm-hmm. so what a what an amazing, amazing. you know, um, influential culture skateboarding's been, yeah. you know, when it came to fashion, music, um, athletic, arts. I mean, there's no other sport in this world that has that much influence on all those different areas. Seriously, yeah. You know, yeah. and, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm very, very stoked about when I talk about, you know, the, the skateboarding and its, you know, legacy as a whole, being an ambassador for the sport, you know, mm-hmm. when I cruise around and talk or do interviews, that there's no there's no other sport or even, you know, uh, lifestyle like it. And everyone is is kind of attracted to it yeah. because of that reason for sure because of the the uniqueness about it you know i love musicians and i love you know artists and i love you know f- say fashion you know designers mm-hmm. but we do all that yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. do you skate yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean they can skate for fun but you know there there's this element of like okay now then they can enjoy what we enjoy mm-hmm. because now they're actually doing it without having to be a amateur or a pro right skateboarding's become a pastime mm-hmm. now guys are doing it with their kids yeah and it's become something that they've never even skated before and they're skating and they're getting good yeah mm-hmm. and then they get to enjoy the feeling of skateboarding for sure you know which now it's coming full circle it's gotten that big and with it going into like the olympics and mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff that it's going to change you know the the entry of people being interested in skateboarding it's going to be like oh you had a chance to be a you know olympic champion and then they have this dream yeah but after they start dreaming they're going to read a magazine they're going to see their video part of kelly hart and they're going to go i want to do switch manuals right right <laughs> you know what i mean, right. I, I mean yeah. i'm not into this <laughs> olympic stuff yeah you know mm-hmm. i'm like got a gold medal but you know what? I like the lifestyle. They're going to learn the lifestyle For of sure. skateboarding. Yeah. And they could still become gold medal because they understand the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They know why they're doing it versus that's the only reason why they do it. Yeah. Right. And I always tell people who are like kind of offended that the Olympics is happening. It's going to kill the sport or yeah, it's going yeah, to make yeah. it, you know, suck or whatever. And I'm like, nothing's changed why or how I skate or with who I skate. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to do anything either yep. to who I am and what I do or, or, or what, what, you know, how I express myself. It's just going to complement it. And if anything, we're going to educate them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something that's not right, we're going to go like this. Hey, here's what's right. And then they're going to come in and they're going to get stoked on skating. And then they're going to go, and this is the cool way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not saying that Olympics isn't cool. I'm just right. saying the training process. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm sure there's going to be countries that are going to make skateboarding more of a, a training thing For and sure. not a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's going to come in being more abrupt and more unpassionate to why you skate and why mm-hmm. we skate. Yeah. And that's the... That's the beauty, the heart and soul of skateboarding. Yeah, yeah. for us, the enjoyment of it. It's for sure. the yeah. it's the fun and the camaraderie. It's the the brotherhood and all that. And I think that they're sh- really going to shortly, soon find out what that is because you can't do it and not yeah. figure that out. Yeah, yeah. seriously, yeah. right. You yeah. can not speak the language and you could 
all of a sudden you just feel it. Mm-hmm. We could sit here for 10 hours. Yeah, I enjoy, uh, you know, company. Yeah. With people talking about mm-hmm. the things that I've been passionate about forever. But to see something like the Nine Club as a, you know, awesome, you know, place where people can, you know, reflect Mm-hmm. deflect you know and share and and kind of revive a lot of things that you know makes them tick yeah. you know and stir up you know not only their own self or or the stories that you know are being relived mm-hmm. but also the people that are watching and yeah. you know to me that's that's the win-win here you know yeah. i get stoked and then the viewers get stoked and for me you know that's that's like something that you know needs to happen for sure you know and when i saw this show i was like oh that's that's kind of you know it's not hip it's hot yeah you know what i mean because (laughs) you know what i mean it it really is you're hitting a nerve right you know we are pretty cool yeah (laughs) you know what i mean i mean look look around i'm like okay we're pretty cool but it's the topics and the people and the and the things that are being shared and spoken mm-hmm. are are what's going to make it rich and, and and have consistency that's going to like really make a difference and yeah. and I think that you know I can't wait to go back and look at all the interviews yeah to see you know more details because I look at all the Instagram ones mm-hmm. and I crack up on some <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I can only imagine the full interview of that. <laughs> oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, those are the things that, you know, for me, I can't wait to go back and go and check that out. And I'm sure every viewer, yeah, you know, hopefully they'll, get a kick out of this one oh, oh for, for sure, sure yeah. dude for <laughs> sure guaranteed yeah. come on yeah. hey but seriously yeah. though you anytime you want to come back please yep. i love free, it man come i love back. it i love we would it love to have you back yeah. again and again and again you know what i be mean be my pleasure bring some different boards yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. tell us some more stories yeah. oh, well i'm getting into street skating by oh, the way yes i had a street board put together and i had to take it apart because i had to do this filming in miami oh. i did this uh shoot for uh miami it's like used to be miami inc oh, with yeah. Ami, yeah. james and mm-hmm. uh tommy montoya okay and we did a father-son kind of like uh show oh, so really? we just got back from miami oh. and i got this tattoo right here oh look at that so what, is, what is that uh, uh, uh michael the archangel okay stomping on uh, Satan's head. Oh, about oh to wow. Okay. Yeah, you got that, a bunch of right? uh, Yeah. My father got a portrait of me, the book cover right here. Oh, sick. And so I went out there and I left my board, my vert board somewhere. Oh. So I took my street board and then they had this massive vert ramp. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> man. But I brought a deck just in case. Okay. And so some friends swap it out. brought trucks and wheels and then i swapped it out and then the guy was there with the ramp and i was like you want this board and it was my street board Uh it was a sick one too gold foil soy board street what 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 size is a street board for you eight and a quarter quarter. but i think i'm gonna go eight does it oh, there you go. Nice. I think so. I'm a 775 man yeah. myself. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah. Well, maybe when you hook up your board, we should all go get a street session. Dude, yeah. I you mean, know? you know, my dream is to like learn a tray flip oh, yeah. and to get it down. It takes me like 50 tries and then I land a sketchy one. Well, listen, and let's it's, go, listen, dude. not even that good. Not like, it's like, I'm though. like flipping the board and like landing it all on the ground at the same time. Like, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the ugliest thing you ever think. And then I want to do kick flip catch. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Right. To me, that looks insane. That's like dreamy. Yeah. When I watch skateboarding, I'm just like, <sighs> and then my oh, yeah. son, classic, he's 11, he's like kick flip catch. Yeah. Then my eight year old, kick flip catch. I'm like, oh, I'm getting you gotta, pissed. You gotta get it. You gotta get it. <laughs> That's yeah. a pissed father right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they can do it, I better be able to do it. What if I teach you the tray flip and you teach me the Christ air? <laughs> deal. Yeah, deal. deal. Oh. But I taught uh, Jason Lee how to do backset ollies and backset airs on my vert ramp. Really? And he was teaching me tray flips. Oh. That's the, that's that's the better per, one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good one to learn right? from right yeah. there. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. I could not do it for the life of me. And he's like this. It's easy. Look. Yeah, and it's I'm like, easy. Yeah. <laughs> board's over here i'm over here i'm like where's the board going right <laughs> like, how'd it go that way and he's like this hmm he's like he's like this. he's baffled he's like hmm yeah you need practice yeah. and he's making his airs making his ollies wow. i'm like this sucks this ain't fair <laughs> then donger donger boom every time he'd make it yeah and he's like don't use your front foot Right. Jason Lee's like all in the front foot. I'm like, <laughs> who do I listen <laughs> to? Conflicting who reports. do I listen to? That's and I'm sitting funny. here, no front foot. It's just like nowhere to it's be all found. This, it's all just the way that your body moves. Like I could yeah. do yeah, impossibles yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Like impossibles were easy. Mm -hmm. You know, front foot impossibles I could do, yep. but not tray a tray flip. I know. I would say it is in the back foot. But, yeah. but if you don't, some people don't front have foot, it. Front foot's guiding it. The back foot's really... Combination I thought most people do it that way now. Yeah. Yeah. Salman Aga oh, helped me out the other day. Yeah. And helped me with frontside flip, like how to put your oh, foot for a frontside mm -hmm. flip. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like nowhere near. I had my foot off the tail on one side of the board trying to frontside. He's like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> He's like, move your foot over and the board rebounds back to your foot. Mm -hmm. And then I did it and I almost made it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, all these kids around here that know how to do it and they're not telling me anything <laughs> they're not telling you the <laughs> secret. Like, what is this a secret i feel like there's secrets to every trick i feel like there's a little secret to every trick i need to know those secrets i'll trade secrets we'll for trade. secrets oh we'll trade right yeah. here nine club nine club for for some street action and uh soy for some uh training action all right yeah Done deal that would be right. awesome Done deal. dude you uh, teach me how to do those back tails on uh training you you do that. <laughs> oh. I tell you, you you'll own one of these boys. Okay, that's there oh. you go, Chris. Like, like, Whoa, yeah, I, I I will like find a killer board for you. Are there any like new generation kids that you're super psyched on these days? Well, I have a team. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a team of girls uh, um, that are basically. They're mostly tranny, mm -hmm. but it's park series and they're skating street as well. You Sick. know what I mean? There's Kihana from Japan, okay. Karen from Japan. Kihana's like 16. She's turning pro pretty pretty soon here. Oh, so yeah? She's like Sick. getting to be that good. Sick. And she's like 
does kickflips and all those things like on tranny yeah over spines and everything wow karen skates vert she's like 10 jeez you know <laughs> won the exposure girls 14 and under at like 10 11 years old wow and so there's jordan santana from houston texas there's cody tamanaha from hawaii that's that's a sick team right there, girls, right? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it. Cody's in the park series with Kihana. Oh, no. Jordan is is right there about to get into that. She's, they're both they're 13. And then also I got a girl out in Brazil named Dora Varela. Oh. Who she's going to come in with style, power, grace and just bring the style aspect of skateboarding into like, you know, the competitive side, which I think is going to be amazing. And Sick. so I've got girls around the world. I know. You know, I love and so it. it's an interesting time, especially with, you know, the girl culture of skateboarding mm -hmm. getting to be like, you know, the Noras and the Lizzie's yeah. and those girls that are like really setting the bar high on like, you know, being publicized and getting radical sponsors and yeah. huge shoe sponsors and the, things like this that were never thought to ever happen but these girls didn't give up they pushed through those obstacles and boundaries yeah. of companies just saying it's a guy's sport you know girls aren't going to compliment our company but now companies like mine are sponsoring girls yeah. birdhouse is sponsoring girls and mm -hmm. now you're seeing other companies now sponsoring girls For sure. and it's pretty soon every company is going to have a girl skateboarder oh yeah and I'm, I'm just stoked to be a part of that i love it and then uh my street guys are Taylor Jett, mm -hmm. he's out of Texas, Houston, okay. Texas. He has a skate shop called the Brick House or so, Brick Skate Shop. Ugh. And he's just this technical, gnarly, stylish skater. He mm -hmm. does the triple tray flip like down oh, yeah. at uh, Soma. I posted this clip of him doing it a while back. Uh -huh. But he's just clean, stylish, and... You know, came out here to go for it, but right. went back to Texas just to skate and okay. go back to his roots. But I'm going to put together a video coming out called Skate Hard 2. Nice. A soy Skate Hard 2 video. Okay. So it's going to be a full team video. The skate Hard was the original one you didn't? Yep. Back in NHS, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Even before that, I think. Really? It was like right around that time, but yeah. it was like my own video, Skate Hard. Yeah. Then I got Cody Moore out of Texas, a street skater. I've seen his footage, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he's good, dude. Yeah, yeah. he's cool. Yeah, like, sure. He's got good style, like floats around. Yeah. And kind of techie, right? Yeah, for sure. I was mm. tripping out. I, yeah. He had, he skated a lot of cool spots. Switch. Too. He yeah, does yeah. a lot of switch mm, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Then there's um, the legend team, right? I got Eddie Elguera. Oh. I've got Mickey Alba, oh, wow. Lonnie Hiramoto. Those are my legends Sick. that ride for a soy. Okay. And we're about to do a collaboration art board project with Danny Minnick. Danny Minnick. Oh, so you guys wow. heard it here first. Wow. You know, okay. so we're going to be working on a full on, you know, collab with him and his artwork for us only. It's going to be a limited, you know, run basically through an art gallery. Right. And it's going to be special, you know, because of his art. You know, I mean, his career in art is amazing right now. Yeah, and then we're just, gonna we're gonna collab together, yeah. and we've known each other for a long time. I remember mm -hmm. when he was just a little kid, and we, you know, I supported him, and now 
we're working together, Dope. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be probably uh, publicized at the El Gato Classic coming up next in month. In Palm Springs? In okay. Palm Springs. Yeah. And so oh. you'll see the boards there. Right. Man, you're yeah. a busy dude. Yeah. You got yeah. all kinds of stuff going on. Oh, man. It doesn't stop, huh? It's the best thing ever. Love it. I tell you. Yeah. I'm a pastor yeah. out here in the Costa Mesa uh, area okay. at the Sanctuary Church. Oh, wow. And I'm the outreach pastor there. So I do a lot of you know outreach ministry. I travel around the world, share my story, testimony at churches. Okay. And you know that's a, another part of my life that you know I'm able to just be an inspiration as well mm-hmm. in life you know as skateboarding is the platform because everybody wants me to skate too yeah it's funny right. come to our church and you got to skate and then share your story <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man i gotta practice yeah. all the time because then there's a lot of people right there's right. always a lot and they're like me on a ramp yeah you know with right. no one there yeah <laughs> talk about pressure yeah. seriously for sure but i get Man. to you know have these opportunities just like being here on the nine yeah. club and so it's amazing thank you guys thank dude, you dude thank for allowing you. me to share <laughs> share pleasure. my life yeah. and story with you guys <laughs> this has been an honor and a privilege man yeah. thank you so much i love it yeah christian Hasoy. i feel like we just scratched the surface yeah, yeah. I told him he needs to come we, back we, for didn't episode even get three, into four, like five. Milk skateboard good sponsoring, skateboard, <laughs> like oh <my> God. <laughs> Ethan Fowler and, and Richard Mulder. I know. Jaron yeah. Wilson. Like it's That's so funny yeah. how my my career went into this like almost manager yeah. role yeah. of like finding skaters living in the orange county area it's amazing you got to come back yep yeah. you pro- i can't yeah. wait come back part and, two uh, part two skate yeah. hard two's coming yeah nine club two nine club nine two, <laughs> man. i'm looking forward to it